You are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for our special VIP tier. That sword chomp loot box is popping off today. Go ahead, open it up. It doesn't cost any real world currency. Unless, of course, you'd like to go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and throw us a few bones. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, let's open up that sword chomp loot box. Let's, let's see what the RNG of show topic bliss will bring us f- today for our happy listeners. We got Final Fantasy XII impressions on the Switch. Katana Zero Thoughts from our returning Shay Layton. Pokin Tournament. What in the hell? Stardew Valley versus My Time at Porsche. Detective Pikachu. Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, it's just too many topics for me to handle. Anyways, if you couldn't tell by this adorable intro, our topic of the show has become very, very real as loot boxes are being met with governmental legislation. That's right. And that's the topic of their show with our Ad Sword Chomp Instagram community sounding off on one of our most explosive posts of the year. I always get excited when things are explosive. Crazy show today. So let's open it up with some intros. Hey, it's your boy Fish, the Filipino Johnny Depp. I've been waiting my whole life for this introduction because this man puts the micro in microtransaction, Anthony Fisher joins us. How you doing, Fish? Oh, oh, you know I stick it into that transaction real good. Mm, no, I, no, <laughs> okay, no, no, no. You stick it to the transaction. You do it. Uh, mm. I mean, micro penis. You know, I. It's just it was perfect. What can I say? You know, yeah, wait sure. forever. You know, okay, it's, forever. It's, get it, micro penis. Yeah. In case I get it, yeah, yeah. it's a joke. Okay, um, uh, glad right. you're here though, Fish. I suckered you <laughs> in a poking tournament, ain't that right? <laughs> you sure did. Thanks for suckering me into that game. It's not oh. half bad, actually. I'm enjoying it. Like, I, I'm going through like there's different ranks of the game, but I'm starting out, and so far, I'm undefeated. So, my confidence level is soaring right now in that game. So, that's a plus. When a, game, when a game could build up my confidence and make me feel good about myself, yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. It just all... <laughs> uh, Josh said you just got the his rocks off badge. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a fun mm-hmm. badge. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we'll talk a bit more about that later. My whole life is just dragging fish into these games, but it seems like he likes this one more than Mortal Kombat. So there's optimism there. Mm-hmm. And, well, maybe we'll fight later. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe you can own me, Fish. Maybe you can slap your guard trump dick all over my Blastoise's fucking nozzle. Anyways, glad to have you here. Shay Layton, the professor, is returning to us from Japan. That's right. Um, who's that? From the dark void, the shadowy webcam. <gasps> is that you, Professor Layton? Are you here? It's me. It's me. Oh. I'm here. You know, I I was thinking about during that whole intro how Josh is probably so angry because he's going to have so much to edit during that intro with your constant. <laughs> he's going to be miserable. I, I'm I'm oh. waiting for the text of there's not enough alcohol to numb me as I'm working on this intro. I'm waiting for that. 
eventual text. Hmm. That was a free, that was a free sound effect. Come on. A fish was going crazy when I was doing the sound effect. I saw fishes. He was bouncing off the walls over there. Well, yeah, it got, it's got, got me high. No one, no one would pay. No one would pay for that. It's gotta be free. <laughs> no, no microtransactions for that. Well, we're we no macro transactions for that matter. Woo! <laughs> nano transactions? Can we? Anybody here for a nano transaction? <laughs> no. <Yeah. nope. laughs> we're good. Nah. Can I interest any ladies in a nano transaction? Um, well, my wife is stuck with her nano transaction for for all time. Uh, Hope no, that rock was worth some... it. That... <laughs> oh, you know it. That that rock. I just look down at it every day. Oh, yeah. Did you guys it, talk nope. about Avengers Endgame last week? By the way, just that fish got the spoilers ruined for him on Pornhub comment section. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. So have you have you guys all seen it at this point? I no. I'm going to go see it with my no. dad this week. I think. What are you guys doing, man? I don't know why well, I'd start I mean... watching Avengers movies now. Oh, ice cold. I, I'm with you, Josh. Like, good. I, I, Oh, uh-huh. ice cold. Mm. <laughs> Are they? Like, I just got one. Yeah. D- don't even really care. I just felt like the thing to say. <laughs> He's seething with indifference. Come on. It, exactly. I, that, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I like them. I, I'm not one of those stands. Like, I'm not an Avenger stand, but they're good movies. I enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched the Infinity War on Netflix this week, uh, and I liked it. I, I, I think that um, Josh Brolin is like one of my favorite actors, and he does a really good job with Thanos, which is basically a ridiculous-looking supervillain, if you think about it. He's a giant purple man yeah. with a glove, and he's stupid as hell. I thought he looked stupid as hell, but I watched the movie, and he actually did a really good job of imbuing with some layer of, of soul and personality. Yeah. So He's for sure. That's I, I would not go too far into it. I would say it's probably one of the better if not best villains in a movie in recent yeah no it's it's good i mean it's it's nice seeing i mean there there are better (laughs) directions for him to go but since grimace lost all that weight it's it's been yeah it's been quite a transformation it's been yeah it's nice to see there was some smart ass taking ownership coming Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either it was one of the old classic big purple characters from our childhood. You have Barney. It, you yeah, have we had Barney or Grimace. Uh, I figured Grimace. Really it, Grimace made more sense for the joke. Yeah, Spyro. Hmm. Eh, it wasn't purple. large though. It wasn't large and in charge. You don't know that. Like, like Thanos. Uh, God, Th- Thanos. Thanos. It's Thanos. You know someone's gonna Thanos. rage at you. Oh, great! You now know he's, someone's now gonna he's rage. correcting me. <laughs> I'm letting you know because you know someone else is gonna do it. I um. Oh man, talk about Elizabeth Olsen all day. But no, it was it was a good movie. It was uh, a. <laughs> and she's I don't know. She's the girl with yeah, the guy yeah, with yeah, the yeah, red yeah, yeah. face. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, she's Scarlet. The, the, yes, the guy. With the yeah, she's with the guy with the stone in his head. Um, <laughs> it's so Let's stupid. Move on. Let's move on. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But I will say that it was. It was. I liked it. It was enjoyable. It was. You have to watch. Josh Brolin saved that. Um, I'll have to watch. Yes, I'll, I want to see it this week. And my dad wants to see it. He's into that 
nonsense. So I figured we could have a father-son bonding nonsense kind of a thing. Because I went and saw my own share of nonsense today. Detective Pikachu. Speaking of which, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Oh, he was rustling some jimmies at the theater today, weren't you, Josh? Man. You're not supposed to tell everyone. That's... <laughs> that You're not supposed to pull it out in the theater. Jesus Christ, Morgan. Tell you these things in confidence. In and... Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm mm. sorry. Uh, it wasn't a great movie. To do. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I could have I could have picked something better since I was yeah. going in there with that intention in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cute though. You brought your family. I did as I did as well. We uh we mm-hmm. jumped on the Pikachu hype train today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took the family to see that this afternoon and uh kind of made a day of it. Got a bunch of popcorn and sat down and watched a movie. So that was that was fun. Took the the it was the uh youngest first movie, so we're kind of curious to see how exactly that would work. Whether he'd make it through or not, but uh, he did all right. Did all right. He was getting restless in the middle there because I was telling Morgan this earlier, but it's not really a kids' movie. Like it's not paced to keep a kid interested throughout. Um, if you have a really little one, it uh, it might be a little difficult there. But uh, yeah, still was a good movie. So. It was a fun time. I'm only, yeah, and I'm only out about what a hundred dollars today. I have forty dollars for tickets and twenty dollars for popcorn. And Did you bring the whole family or? Oh, I got no. You saw the 3D version. I guess that's why. It's like oh, I went with the whole yeah. family and I spent forty for, you know, tickets, popcorn, and you know, candy. I'm like God bless you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was rough, but it was it was a fun time. Fish, you're gonna love it because. Oh, we're we're not doing spoilers or anything here because you know, uh, yeah. but you don't, know don't the thing I love the, the thing I love the most about it is just basically it's like ninety percent world building. If you're a Pokemon fan, just mm-hmm. seeing Pokemon like you know interacting in the world is is pretty amazing. But um, cool the op- the opening section there's a good like five or ten minute section that revolves around your boy Cubone. So that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Shh, shh. That's all I'm saying. Okay, it's an opening sex scene, huh? And, and and me and Josh's favorite Pokemon go at it in one scene too, mm-hmm. which yeah <laughs> is very upsetting. <laughs> That's not a spoiler, is it? Very <laughs> upsetting. Let's see, Josh's favorite Pokemon, Gengar. Morgan's favorite Pokemon, Blastoise. Uh huh. Hmm. Okay. You're you're playing this game well. But yeah, it was fun time. Shay's favorite Pokemon? Arcanine. And? Mm. Lucario. <laughs> yeah, Fizz, that a boy. Lucario. Oh, There's a lot of Arcanine in that movie, too. Just wandering around with their people. Yeah, well, Growlithe. He's probably there less than some of the others. He just stands out. There's a, you know, giant red dog. So yeah. it could have just been that. <laughs> Uh, little, just little tiny touches, like the the guy in the apartment building who had the Trico in his little... Mm-hmm. For some reason, he had a Trico in his... Yeah, there were probably uh, more Pidgeys and Pidgeots than anything else in the movie, just because anytime there was a bird in the shot, they had to replace it with a like, bird Pokemon, so... 
Oh, and another one Josh would know, one of my favorites, had a big section at the end. Um, let's just say there was an, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Big, big section. Uh, just happy to see him. It's kind of sad. Anyways, uh, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, I've been, this is uh, General Mountain Time here, uh, Morgan from Montana. I've been snorting a lot of gaming crack. Josh was joking about this for the podcast. This week for me has been just, I've been, I crunched up that Final Fantasy 12. I've been snorting it uh, right into my veins. I've been crushing up that. My time at Porsche. Uh, <laughs> we're snorting that. You've been snorting hey, it into snorting your mouth. You? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got, you got the lung on capacity your, on your to arms? snort directly into a vein. Wow. My big vein. I just, mm. it's like a vacuum. Oh, your big vein? <laughs> Don't give yourself any credit there, buddy. <laughs> oh, nice catch, fish. Good catch. Mm-hmm. It's bigger by comparison. You know. yeah, maybe so, you have, you know. A good vascular system in that, yeah. that vein down there is just really big. But that's the only thing a you nan- got going What's a nano it. to a micro? What's a ying to my yang? <laughs> oh, fine, you guys are leaving me to die here. I was trying to help him. He said, what's the nano to my micro? And everyone just stared at him. I was trying. I know. That's the problem. True. When you make a joke that tried. bad, you make someone sit there and look at it. <laughs> You make them look at what they've done. I make and and then you had to continue it, and we had to make you look at it. And to make you look yeah. at it. Just rub your nose right in it. All right. I'm going to rub his arm mm. with the nose attached to it so he can sniff it. No nose pass. This Pokemon movie is nose pass free. Congratulations. Nobody likes was it. Was it? I thought I there was... So. I thought in some of the hieroglyphics... Oh, oh, come on. Like, there was, like, a historical, like, thing there. Like, none, none, like, modeled out. But I'm pretty sure they were in, like, one of those promotional movies or something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw one there. Hmm. I, um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to see it. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit more uh, when, when they've seen it. But, yeah, I've just been playing so much fun stuff I'm excited to talk to you guys about. Um, weird stuff too, like the Switch. I have an addiction right now to buying games on the Switch that I need to talk to you guys about. <laughs> it's a problem. It's becoming a problem because I'm so busy with my new schedule, but I'm unable to get up into my lair like I used to. So I, but I still want to get my gaming in. And you know, the Switch is addictive. You just, mm-hmm. uh, just all these. But uh, the topic of the show this week is interesting. I generally think that the loot box conversation, honestly, is not super interesting. I say that selfishly, but it's. I think there's interesting ways to talk about it, and I think that it's something people seem to really be excited about or interested in, um, because every time we mention it, you know, it, it go, our comment sections go crazy, and uh, it's fascinating to me that, that that's usually what happens, and um, this was kind of sparked by, well, when I put the post up, usually there's something exciting, I'll just grab the, whoever posted it, and I try to, you know, we're not a news site, so I try to really pick. Um, pick my battles here as far as the things that I think are most interesting to reflect and put up. So when Jason Schreier tweeted about uh, the U.S. Senator that is um, the U.S. Senator that is introducing legislation to ban loot boxes and pay to win, again, just introducing legislation to do that, um, in, in pay to win games played by minors, in quotations, that it, it seemed it was just going crazy in, in the Twitter sphere, and then I put it up on our page and it was going crazy as well. And, you know, it 
If I can, I'll try to add some sort of semblance if I feel strongly about it. So I was able to get my thoughts up on the Instagram page and I'll reiterate those in a little bit. But I want to let you guys know, I want to see where you guys stand on this because it's a really hot button issue. And God, that's such an old man thing. It's a hot button issue. Oh, God. It's a hot potato. <laughs> I need to find all the horrible old man terms and just throw them out. Hmm. Um, I was like, just like fish made me stop saying www. That was a process. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It took like two years to get you to stop doing that. <laughs> the world wide web. Um, so, anyways, back to the larger point here. It's important to know that it's just introducing legislation, but what's interesting about it is that the government is going to potentially, officially, going to be getting involved, and we've been talking about this forever, even since the whole Star Wars debacle that started all. I mean, they put Star Wars right in the picture. And I think seeing this actually come to fruition really helped me kind of narrow down exactly how I feel about this with no gray areas, no wafting. I know exactly how I feel about it, just because it was becoming suddenly very real instead of just internet banter and chatter and nonsense. So, But I want to know how you guys feel. Um fruition that's right i'm a fruition um <laughs> it sounds the same fruition fruition you know you're good i just i like that the way you emphasize the last uh syllable it's like fruition that's the first time yeah. you said it is fruition yeah like a nice cadence and accentuation of Word flow. Uh, yes, sir, Josh. Um, how you I know you've had a little time to digest this. Boom. When you see that headline your thought is what? That I think it would probably pass because nobody in the Senate has any clue what anything there means. So they'd likely uh-huh. pass it just because. Like, they've got no fucking clue what anything going on there is. Um, That's a good point, yeah. So it, whatever it is, could pass. And also, it's going to do nothing. Like, we've seen these laws everywhere else in the world. They don't do anything. Like, China's outlawed loot boxes for basically forever, and you can still buy them. Like, you can get them in every game that's ever had them just by ridiculous loopholes, by having you purchase some sort of currency that has an actual value that you can redeem it for or something like that, and then buy Mm -hmm. the loot boxes. It's it never works. It never works because it's trying to regulate something that can change way too fast. Evolves too quickly. To nail okay. it down is the issue. Like I like I like the sentiment. It's just the mechanism for doing it. I don't think it's going to be a set law. Like they'd have to have some sort of department you know, with resources behind it to kind of keep up with it, to do anything remotely functional. And I don't think they're willing to do that. So, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. By the way, it was Senator Josh Hawley. He's a Republican from Missouri. Um, and it's mostly introducing the bill, the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. That's what it's going to be called. Um <laughs> I don't know yep. why it makes me laugh, but it yeah. just does. The, um, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Like, you can keep going. But anyway, the, the, the 
bit that I think is actionable at all would be making it more difficult for miners to get accounts with different game companies and stuff. Um, like that, that's the only thing that I could see them really having any effect on is making it just more yeah. difficult for miners to get some sort of an account. Well, in, in this particular, place. um, this particular person, Holly has a track record for being very conservative in Washington. You know, he criticized Facebook and Google, um, for their accusing them of like anti-conservative bias. Like that's where he's coming from. So uh, I believe it's a he. Let me double check. Yeah, Josh Halley. Okay, just want to make sure. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Good thoughts. Uh, Shay, how do you feel about this thing? Whenever uh, same question to you. When you read that, what did you think? Boom. Um. First off, I just want to clarify before we delve into this that I'm not very knowledgeable on politics. So some of what I may say may sound ignorant or just not entirely like cohesive of an idea when it comes to political workings and whatnot before I delve into this. But um my first thought is it reminded me a lot of we discussed it back in SPT days back in around two thousand and ten when the or Chiao. Sorry, the Chiao is Japanese. That means no, I'm wrong. Sorry. That's that's a habit for me now. No, um, I do the same thing occasionally. But, yeah. Yeah. Not that one, just, but it's, yeah. habit. it's habit. But 2011 and this is when california was proposing that they kind of regulate what goes on the cover of games to signal that it's a mature rated game and they were thinking about putting a one inch sticker on it to assuage parents from buying m-rated violent games for uh children and it kind of reminds me of that same issue that basically there are certain people who believe that this is going to do something and it's going to do absolutely nothing um, in the long term, in the short term, it may prevent a handful of parents and a handful of families, uh, from giving access to their children. But at the end of the day, um, to me, it's kind of the same issue as it was with the, the other one we discussed years back is like, it's up to the parents, um, to regulate what their children are doing. You know, when my, when my little brother's got their Xbox uh, One, I told my dad, I was like, look, I think you need to put a parental lock on this system because if you don't and you ever put in your credit card information and you leave it there, they essentially have, mm-hmm. or debit card information, they essentially have free range to do whatever they want on there. And by giving them a parental lock, you're saying anytime they want to purchase anything that they have to have your password. And if only you know your password, then that prevents that from happening. Now, at first he did that. And, you know, my little brothers weren't able to access that stuff. But as time went on, he got lazy. And sure as shit, my little brothers have decided multiple times that they just want stuff. So they just do it. And then my dad finds out and then he gets pissed. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, that's that's the exact issue right there is. And I'm not I'm not blaming my father at all i'm not calling to terms like his his ability to parent or his parenting choices but that's the issue there at the end of the day is people want other they i don't know why well this doesn't make sense to me why people would complain and bitch about the government but then they would anyone anyone would want the government 
involved at all in their hobbies. Like that makes zero sense. It's like it's to me it sounds like I can't control my children. Help me. Government, please help me because I'm incapable of doing this. And I don't want it to sound like I'm belittling any parents, but at the same time it's like why do you why do you want the government involved whatsoever in what your children are doing? Just be more proactive and make better choices for your for your children. You know, make the hard choices. Say, no, my children shouldn't have access to this. And mm-hmm. not leave it up to the government. Yeah, yeah you, you make a good point with that as far as, like, hobbies go. Like, if you think about it, buying card packs, that like, the Pokemon trading card game, like, children, that's aimed towards children, and children go out and buy those, and... Yeah, you know, it, it and that's essentially random loot right there, or uh, a loot box pretty much is whenever they open up that car pack, they don't know what they're exactly they're going to get in there. And, you know, they can spend anywhere from eight to ten bucks on a single car pack. So it, it, it almost makes sense, like, or doesn't make sense, but it in regards to like loot boxes in video games, like in a virtual space. Like it's it's almost one in one at that point. Like the children is still buying something that is a part of a game that they enjoy or ha- are having fun with, you know, at the time. So they're gonna want to enhance their gameplay a little bit w- by buying, you know, skins or um, new cosmetics of uh, weapons and stuff like that. So <clears throat> if they're gonna do that to video games, like what's to stop them from doing that with? you know trading card games like at that point like it's it it doesn't make sense to me for that government for the government to regulate that type of stuff towards children um and the only problem i see with they already <clears throat> do though you kids can't gamble right yeah they can't gamble but they're 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 taking a gamble whenever they're buying a card pack and yeah. and it's the same thing whenever they're opening up a loot box in a video game so well, that's what Fish is saying, is, like, the more you break down the barrier of what gambling is, it's yeah. a slippery slope. The difference between putting a couple dollars in a casino, then a loot box, then buying a pack of cards, like, yeah. it just keeps sliding. Yeah, Everything the, that has... The, the justification for so long, especially with, like, card packs and whatnot, is that you're buying something of value. You just don't know exactly what. Um that becomes harder to justify in a digital game where like if you get a duplicate of something you don't just have an extra copy of it that you can give to somebody else or sell or something like it has once you've got a second copy of something it's it's worthless like sometimes they'll give they'll give you you know you know half a percent towards getting something else from a duplicate or something ridiculous like that on a lot of these you know transactions but I don't know. It's it's one of those things like the regulation is not going to really do a good job. It's just going to do a job uh, and not, not because it's like, I'm not one of these anti-regulation, you know, people like we need regulation about a lot of things. It's just that the gaming space moves so fast that something that was written for you know, a year or two ago, just doesn't even apply anymore. Um, and that's just right. Yeah, it's just the he's, the target's moving centers. so fast. I just I can't see it ever doing a satisfactory job. 
That senator's probably just mad his son or daughter well, <laughs> use his credit card to buy a bunch of yeah. that might, which, that which might I true. get that feeling like there are there, there needs to be some sort of standard as far as how easy it is to make these purchases or how easy it is to get them refunded Yeah, um, because yeah. I know back when I had my Xbox connected which I've not had a Microsoft machine hooked up in I don't know half a decade probably more but back when they started adding more and more shit to that launch screen that wasn't just, oh, here's the game I want to play, it got to the point where you could turn the machine on and just hit A, and eventually you'd buy something. And so my kids would end up buying, like, expansions for a game or some shit that I didn't even own just from, you know, grabbing the controller. Even if the thing's not on, you could just push a button a bunch of times and buy something. Um, Mm -hmm. And stuff like that is ridiculous. And, you know, thankfully they refunded me, but, like, that, that sort of thing. Like, it, it needs to, there needs to be some sort of barrier to stop kids from just being able to, you know, go out and bankrupt their parents because of no well, barrier for entry there. And, and like you yeah, said, a I, lot of that is, you know, set up a parental lock, but with the Xbox back then, there was card. none. There was, there was no you way can, to stop the kid from doing that. You can right. not save your credit card, though. Saving the credit right. card information is If you had right. Xbox Live, it's I saved. You, Morgan. This was back in the well, 360, so... Like, it was well, just... Yeah, and this, it was on there, period. You can, you can do it that way, but, I mean, like, what I do here in Japan is, instead of putting my credit card information on my console, I just buy points. It's a pain in the ass to get uh, <laughs> yeah. the points for this region, or to... But, I prefer that to having my credit card information on my console mm-hmm. because, you know, those systems with the, I mean, granted, there hasn't been one, like a major one in about a year now, but like with those, all those recent hackings of each network, it just mm-hmm. made me feel uncomfortable having that information. Now, like, I get what you're saying. Like, there have been instances where children have just bought a ton of shit and, really put their parents into an unfortunate situation but i still think that that goes back to the original issue of watch what your child is doing i don't think it's the responsibility of any government to dictate what your child can and can't do on a video game console and if if the concern is there about the ease of access i think that's not on, up to the government i think that's up to sony and microsoft and nintendo and any other gaming system or gaming company that is looking to put that their consoles out there and make it that easy. I think that at the end of the day, it's up to the consumer to uphold some level of um like having a basically a mentality of saying, look, you know, th- this needs to be regulated better and if it's not i'm not going to continue contributing to your company like people need to have some form of um purchasing integrity so to speak they it's not it's not our government well it shouldn't be our government's it shouldn't be our government's job and we shouldn't want it to be their job to regulate what children do and don't have access to when it comes to hobbies in my opinion because that just well, that yeah, they've, they've never done a good so job with it. More. They've never done a good job with it. That's how we ended up with, yeah. you know, ridiculous 
ridiculous laws about comics for so long. Um, because of exactly well, yeah, like the Josh same thing. Said, yeah. Like Josh yeah. was saying, he doesn't even believe that the people in government have a good understanding of technology half the time. So do you... <laughs> and granted, if they're going to they're gonna find people that have a good understanding of it when they go to look into this legislature, but the idea is, is it's very possible that a lot of these people like this senator might have a very you know, myopic understanding, uh, or more not. It's just, it's something well, like even, Josh even, was joking Even about if earlier. they do have a good understanding of it, that was, that was more of my saying how easy it would be to pass, because you just say something scary and they'll just be on board uh, with it. That, yeah, less, that well, has less to do with, the, like, the quality of it overall than just, or, you know, or, yeah, who would maybe. even understand it to be on board with it. But... Which is, again, problematic. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We have some good comments here that I want to get I to. Just, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Chuck. Really ahead. quick. Sorry. One last thing I want to say is in terms of like, because the, the, the major issue here is the whole gambling. And I think that that issue is much less rooted in politics and it should be more rooted in kind of psychology and uh, like neural. I don't know the specific term. I should. Because I went to school for biology, but um, you know the study of brains and what, whatnot. I can't remember the name now. It doesn't matter. Anyways, hmm. There's a specific name like for people. Uh, it's neurology, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on. Like th- I think that should the re- be the responsibility of them. And you know there have been many many studies that have come out and said gambling is a form of an addiction. And yeah. it, you know, it can be a mental well, illness and it can be considered as that. And I think, I think more people are coming around to the fact that it should be considered as that. And yeah, yeah, there, there should be some the understanding at that age that when you are doing things like, you know, buying card packs or you're buying skins and loot boxes yeah. on video games, you are in effect building those behaviors at an early age. I think it's fair to say that we can look at the yeah, research. Yeah, it's, just, it's building brand loyalty. Scientific when kids on. don't have the knowledge to know any better. It's the, I mean, it's, I, I, I disagree with the whole regulation bad sentiment for the most part, but like we banned cigarette commercials, we banned advertisements, billboards with Joe Camel on them right next to schools, and that has had a very noticeable impact on youth right. smoking rates. Right. Um, yeah. When you look at the I, number of underage kids that are vaping because there's no one, you know, <coughs> regulating that at all, it's pretty easy to see that kids are really susceptible to that sort of thing. Um, right. Right. Kids and, be hitting those jewels nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'd be fair to say that not regulating what what content goes into a video game, but r- rather either how it's advertised or how much goes into it. Yeah. You know, like and not like going to video game companies and like regulating them, saying like, "Look, you're making a chill chi- or a children's game, a game for you know." E rating or below, E ten or below, even teenager or below, that there can only be a certain level 
of what you're putting into that content. And yeah, that's a dangerous slippy, slippery slope. That kind of yeah. is going back on what I'm saying. Uh, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying I guess is the what I'm saying is I could hmm. see a case being made for that because of all the research that's out there and the susceptibility to the children, I could see that being the case. My my concern there is you do that, then I guess I, I can't really see a scenario where they'd want to regulate games more other than like violence or sexual content, which at the that's the big concern there because then that kind of dumbs down the art that takes away from, you know, certain aspects of a story and you don't ever want to regulate art. But I don't view loot boxes as part of the art. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a discernible difference there between the two. Do I want them to regulate content? No. But do I want them to take, would I be okay with the government going to these companies and saying, look, you need to reduce the easeability or the, the availability way of buying these, yeah. these loot boxes or how, how prevalent they are in a game? I'm, Even if it was just like a simple warning of them saying like, look, we notice this, you need mm-hmm. to ease up on it or we will come down on you then I'd be okay with that. You know, like, don't go from zero to 60 on this issue. You know, just warn the companies. Be like, and maybe maybe they have it behind the scenes and we don't know. That would be fair. But publicly, just make it public and say, like, look, they need to ease up or we're going to come down on them kind of thing. I think, I think that'd be more effective than just going straight to, let's, you know, let's control what's going in these video games. Let's ban these video games. That, like, that kind of, like, immediate reaction. Let's ease into it. Well, we have we have some good comments here that we can kind of weave in out. These are some great points, and it's it's a fun discussion. Uh, like like Shay was saying there, there's some things that people are saying that I want you guys to respond to or think about um, that we can kind of weave in our conversation here. Uh, Crumpkey, for example, said, uh, by the way, every well in this case it was a Wednesday, but it, usually every Thursday I'll post the question of the week on our Instagram page, and if you chime in, we may read your comment on the show. It sparks a good debate, but I think she raises a question, a uh, point that we haven't discussed yet. She says, "I agree with Morgan on this." Well, thank you, Crumpkey. So nice of you. Um, I'd also be nervous what would gaming companies do uh, in the future to make up for lost revenue. Um, should have added my question, which is, doesn't this affect every game since rated M games are for seventeen plus? Um, but her first thing that she said is interesting. A lot of this revenue with these loot boxes is based around. The idea that these companies, even at sixty dollars, you know, in order to them for them to sustain a a good profit margin or a respectable level of income for their employees and their company, because games are so expensive, that they have the loot boxes in there for those diehard two percenters of their of their population that help sustain them. So, how do you guys feel about that? Fish, I'll throw it to you first. Well, You've been quiet. So- oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to step go, on your. Go ahead, Jay. You good? I'll, I'll I was going to say, it was something we talked about talked about in the past. Um, I'm going in. If you're giving me permission, I'm going in. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said. True. That's true. Now, um, you know, it's something we kind of talked about in the past, and I agree. You know, it's, it's something that, with games being $60 for as long as they have, it's a way for other companies to be able to kind of make up that profit loss. And I'm cool with that. I honestly, at the end of, and at the, end of the day, even though I don't like loot boxes, I'm cool with it because it, to me, it's kind of like what we do with Patreon in a way. It's where like, you know, this is a free podcast at the end of the day. 
but if we can at all make money to break even so you know we it isn't all out of pocket that's cool that's good for us breaking even is good and i think it's kind of the same way with game developers and game companies you know like they're making these games and maybe loot boxes and other forms are a way for them to break even or even make a little bit of profit and i'm cool with that it's just at the end of the day it's who is it being marketed to and right now it's really being marketed towards children with things like Fortnite or things yeah. like Minecraft in the past. Um, it's, it's really being targeted towards children, a, a lot of it. And Can I pause you right there, though? Yeah, because yeah, absolutely. If, just, just to throw this out there hypothetically, if that's tricky because those games have such a huge adult fan base. Fortnite, um, Minecraft, they have a huge fan base of children, too. I'm not arguing that. But... They're also mostly, you could say, catering to a lot. I mean, God, kids, like my daughter plays the same games I do sometimes. Like That's just the way games are now. Like, I think defining what makes a game for children is such a slippery slope that that's going to get trickier and trickier when so many adults play games like Fortnite and and Minecraft. Yeah, that's why I I was saying I think the easiest easiest fix, like the the only actionable thing there is just going to be making it really hard for a kid to have an account in a game like this um because that's yeah. that's the quickest fix to this just having your terms of service saying that by signing up to this you are 18 which means you know you're still going to sign your kids up but they'll be lying so the company's protected at that point um uh-huh and it's like that's I think, you're saying there's I no, think to there's play not games be a way to like that, you have to you have to send a picture of your driver's license. I'm just kidding. Oh god, <laughs> oh, that's that the dark hole. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I I'm joking. Fish, on that. I'm you, the last like, person that wants that. Well, I mean, fish. How do you feel? Is your your? I don't know. Like, what's your what's your take on the idea that? This is just a way for them to make extra money, like we were saying, or you know, that they're more marketed toward, because this is all comes down to government believing that these games are games for minors, that they're they're targeting games that are played by minors, but minors are also playing more games than uh, you and minors. I play. Right. Minecraft, minors. Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, no, well, the thing is, is kids are essentially not as responsible as adults like like myself like i know not to spend money on a game that i know i'm only going to be playing for a month but these children are they they all their friends are playing it so they feel like to be in a part of the group you know they they want to play it and i'm sure they're having a lot of fun you know being a part of like the discussion with their friends and everything and it, it becomes kind of like this thing where it's like, oh, did you get the so and so cosmetic, or did yeah. you buy the this season's pass or whatever for yeah Fortnite? Like, it it's it's kind of like a peer pressure type of thing, and also not well, necessarily thinking about the ramifications that hey, you're you're spending you know ten dollars here, ten dollars here for this and that, and then eventually it adds up, and they don't necessarily they're they're not necessarily going to look at. Uh, as far as like how much money they're spending it's up to the parents to kind of regulate that i would say um but you know parents are so busy and they sometimes you know parents don't necessarily follow their children's um uh activity as far as like with video games and 
don't necessarily know what exactly is going on in those video games and <clears throat> for legislation and like senators wanting to get this pass i feel like they're they're just trying to like stand up for the parents uh in a way or at least make them aware that they're <clears throat> coming up with you know these certain laws uh against these video game developers um yeah to make it that it's it's not as it that way whenever the parent gets the their credit card bill and finds out holy shit billy just spent three hundred dollars on this Fortnite game and i don't even know what the fuck this is how how did he accrue you know this much money um on this video game within a month you know so um i i feel like yeah maybe there should be some sort of legislation there as far as like protecting the parents but uh, like i said like the kids I... don't necessarily know what they're doing and um that you really just shouldn't give your kids a credit card at that point. They shouldn't have your credit card information on, on a console. They shouldn't have access to buy stuff like that. It should, unless of course you're a parent who says, "Hey, yeah, you you have a limit," and like you could teach your ch your your child responsibility through that. Is like saying, "Okay, you get twenty bucks this month for Fortnite." That kid's gonna spend it wisely. He's gonna he's gonna understand the ramifications of. Or, or the value of actually spending that money in the game or you know he could end up becoming an addict and tell you know his mom or dad like hey i'm gonna start mowing the lawn and uh can i have another 20 bucks a month you know um well it may make him work hard but you're saying you're regulating you the parent are doing the regulation yes not the government right yeah yeah of course like on my xbox one like i have um roblox on there for my daughter to play and um that game is kind of sleazy as far as like uh some of the maps that you actually download um as soon as like you get in like it'll ask you like hey purchase so and so with roblox or bucks and like I, my daughter doesn't have any because she doesn't have you know my password to buy any anything on there but like it's so predatory at that point where it's just like it it's just like a screen that pops up and the kit and the child has to like press through it and sometimes they don't necessarily read through it because it's a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of times they'll just see like oh that's like a unicorn uh costume that i could buy and they're they're gonna think like oh i could i could just get that for my character and not necessarily think that their real money is being paid for it yeah it's just in-game currency. So the simple solution, the simple solution there would be put any microtransaction currencies behind a level of you know, like menus or something. Well, here. the Don't simple solution there is to outlaw these cryptocurrencies. Is essentially what they are. They they're worthless yeah. currencies that are meant to obfuscate how much you're paying for something. Everybody does that. Like it's just if you want to buy anything on, like Nintendo's finally gotten rid of it thank god on their store like you just buy the game but for the longest time it was just points oh you have to have this many points to buy something oh, yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. have this much silver like, in yeah, destiny to yeah. buy like that's fucking stupid like yeah but that's up to the they but they should be allowed to have their fucking stupid system that's their well that's the their way right, they get around it know? is by having ways to earn it in game like oh no this is an in-game mm -hmm. currency that you can just buy a, you know you could just get more of it faster which I like, yeah. Which you don't like. You do because you're dumb enough to buy into it. You never get enough of it in-game mm -hmm. to actually buy anything. 
that's it's always well, it's always given out in a fashion that you cannot get anything with it. Uh, it's game to game. It just depends know, on the game. No, a lot of you games know, nowadays. Yeah, the way they they hand out that money, it makes you feel like, oh god, I really, I just really need to yeah, need a hundred like, more of these, and I'll be good. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. spend the extra ten bu- ten bucks so I could get more money and you buy know, whatever the fuck I, think, I want. I think I got the solution. I think you guys have kind of inspired me. I have the actual solution here. So. If children want to buy something, or anyone wants to buy loot boxes, they you know they have to use their real currency to buy in-game currency, but then they have to use that in-game currency to buy more in-game currency. So, like a secondary form of in-game currency. Uh-huh. And then you take that secondary form of in-game currency, and you have to buy a third uh, oh. tertiary in-game yes. currency. I like it. And then you take that tertiary in-game currency, and you have to buy a quaternary in-game currency and then you can buy oh. stuff and mm. here's the thing i'm breaking your guys brains you guys like this is stupid it's never gonna work that's the point because the people are gonna get to that tertiary level they're gonna be like this is way too much fucking work to buy anything so like the fans who really want to buy something they'll <laughs> go through that process every time but the fans who don't or the children who are gonna be like dude i can't figure out no. what the fuck is going on it was a it was a it was a funny like fish joke. couldn't figure like out what was actual... going on there imagine uh, <laughs> children trying to figure out what was going on yeah i'd, hey, I'd delete that fish game go through... i'd throw it away yeah, i'd return it well i mean look all right well, i'm gonna save my thought here hmm. let's uh let's see if there's a he has a break my balls yeah yeah i thought that was a great yeah. joke until you made it sound like you actually wanted that as yeah your it's solution <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like long term, I don't I'm see just it going to anywhere. It out. The government doesn't do anything to stop every other predatory business out there, so I don't see why they'd start uh, exactly. here. Exactly. The they're just they're just trying to get shit. someone to uh, start throwing some money their way. It's well, probably then, what this boils right. down to. Probably, yeah. It's more than likely. I just like, don't. It'd be like quite a shame if that... something were to happen to your industry. <laughs> Uh, oh, somebody else said this fish, uh, Shady Milkman said, to add on to this, I have a hard time distinguishing between a pack of, let's say, Pokemon cards and a loot box. It's because there really is no difference, it's just you can't walk into a store and buy a pack of Pokemon cards with your parents' money unless you did a lot of digging in your mom's purse, as, as to where a lot of this stuff in these video games can just pop over. And I think really the simple solution would be maybe not make it so easy to purchase things. Like, if your kid's willing to go through the work to find the menu screen and your credit card saved, then you know what? God bless them. They deserve it. Well, that's, that's <laughs> they deserve, like, if no, they that's deserve a, to spend if, all if you're not your fucking give money. your child access, like, you're not going to give them your credit card and say, hey, go buy some Pokemon cards, because you're going to be like, uh, fuck you, you're going to, like, spend an inordinate mm-hmm. amount of money. Why would you yes, leave your credit card on a I'm system saying. where children can do that even easier? It's just... It's just laziness. Like, the only people this burns are the lazy people that want to leave their credit card saved, which is fine. And if, you're, if your kid spends all your money, you ground them for their, half their fucking life, and you go on with it. You know, it's Half their it's not life? A... Or better yet. <laughs> God. Or better yet, you just make them work it all off around the house. Like, be like, all right, exactly. cleaning dog shit is worth 50 cents. You spend $100. Have fun cleaning dog shit for 200 days. Or would it be 2,000 days? Be 2,000 days math 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 Two, i can't do math 2000 days 200, 200. they spent 100 dollars i thought i thought you had a stroke you were just like math 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 <laughs> Sorry, go now I, i'll be back i gotta go do math see you later you have to do math 
It's just dividing <laughs> by just, two. You said they were getting 50, just, 50 cents, right? <laughs> getting that crackalator out. It's 50 days, Jesus Christ. This is why I need to be studying. 50 days. Right? You're, you were so close. It's 200. You you're just what? dividing this by two. Why, this is why I'm studying for the GRE. It's half a dollar. I can't do math. You're making this way too hard. It's half a dollar. Wow. 50 cents is half a dollar. Well, at least so you just multiply however many dollars it is by two. It, I mean. So it'd be $200. Yes. I was right. That's my joke. Yep. Um, to be honest with you, I, I'll take the Darks approach to this. I actually think what that Roblox game Fish is doing is actually really smart. And brilliant. Right, yeah. They're just like, hey, here you go. Yeah. You want to buy it? Well, it's right here if you need yeah, it. Yeah, the kid. It's brilliant, the, but this. This is what is I was talking about with the whole Roblox cryptocurrency. Not, not, not cryptocurrency. Let's, let's not use that. It's got its own meaning. Um, but the, the, the secondary currency, some, the, the, where you have to turn your dollars into points or something like that, that's, that's been a known thing for the longest time. It's just meant to convince you to buy more than you really need. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I that sort of psychology, it's a little like slimy. that. The 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 research, slimy. like we, we were, Shay was mentioning earlier, the research about how we need to, you know, not, you know, try to scam people out of money is happening, but it's happening for exactly the opposite reason. Tencent has been researching how exactly to get as much money from every user as possible for the last decade uh, in mm-hmm. the mobile space. Just really, really researching it and putting it into every single one of their games to make them as much money and as big a share of the market as they've gotten to. I mean, they're just they're ubiquitous at this point. Like they own a huge huge portion of the market at this point um and so like this research is being done we know not we we know how to not be evil dicks about this how to not coerce people into spending more than they can and we are not not all of the gaming sector but a significant portion is exactly doing the opposite um, yes, but but again, Josh, I agree with you 100. percent And that's the that'll always probably be there. But like in Fish's case, when he thinks Roblox is being gross about it, just delete the fucking game from your console yeah. and go on or, with your or life. Or put a you password I mean? like, on your credit card. I mean, it's up to you. Exactly. I think yeah. The problem. Yeah. It's it's. I don't just have a. So pro- I don't. Infuri- I don't have a problem yeah, with the, it. The only thing that I could see being useful about this is some sort of warning, like not warning, but like like. We were mentioning the ESRB rating before. Have that be a portion of it. Like, if it's got that sort of sleazy shit in the game, it should be on the label. Like, hey, this has got uh, predatory... SS, sleazy shit. Yeah, this has got, you know, predatory, uh, predatory transactions in it. Like, so, yeah. Like, that sort of... That sort of information would be good to have. Yeah. Well... It's going to be a little confusing when the Predator game comes out and there's transactions in there. Because it's going to have Predator. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got fish. Good assumption. That yeah. broke. Good. <laughs> I broke. You know what's funny about this? Uh, not funny. I'm sorry. The Entertainment Software Association came out and said the video. Um, they're basically the video game lobbyist group. They sent over a, a response statement to 
the legislation, uh, and they said, Numerous countries, including Ireland, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, have already determined that loot boxes do not constitute gambling. We look forward to sharing with mm-hmm. the center the tools and information the industry already provides that keeps uh, the control of the in-game spending in the parents' hands. Which means I don't think this has any chance of... I know to your joke, Josh, you think it is going to because they're all well, idiots, but I... Whether it does or not makes no difference is kind of my thoughts on it. Because, like I mentioned before, with Tencent having done all this research, China already outlaws all this stuff. Like, you can't buy the secondary currency. You can't buy, you can't do loot boxes, period, there. And Tencent's based out of China. They're making all their money in China. Exactly. It's, exactly. They're getting There's around this stuff around so ridiculously it. easy that whether it passes or not makes yeah. zero difference to them. Well, I think what China did was like they they gave you the actual odds of what you can get out of those loot boxes, and like that was kind of like a loophole in their yeah. Well, and that that's something that I think is good. Having just consumer knowledge is always a good thing. Like, know what the right. hell you're buying, and right. and that I can be completely on board with. Like, yeah, yeah, just let people know what they're buying into. Let people spend their money the way they want. Let their children spend their money the way they don't want. Right. And then punish their children. Let, yeah. let life be. Life finds a way. Yeah, let fish children tells buy mm-hmm. Pinnacle Swedish Fish flavored vodka if they want to get drunk. Who gives a shit? No. Wow. I mean, Pinnacle that's going to be very Swedish. Diff- but look, when you were 16 and you wanted to get drunk, you found a way to get it, even though it was illegal. You know what I mean? Like, it, the regulations are enough there because you don't want it to be considered gambling you don't want people looking at loot boxes like gambling so i am just crossing my you know praying this never goes through because this would be there's no way there's no way this could possibly get passed there's no way uh... you know the way i see it though is like these companies like josh was saying tencent they're just so (laughs) fucking smart about it like loot boxes buying a different currency so that you don't actually see the dollar amounts just <laughs> blowing away into the wind like it, that's interesting but like it got me thinking and i was just like you know when you go to a modern day uh arcade you don't put money into you don't put quarters into the machines anymore you get a mm-hmm. card and you preload yeah. it and then the then the games will oh, tell you, you oh, well the the arcades that i go to um and you get that card, or you buy tokens, and like. Well, those are adult arcades, though. I'm, we're talking about video no, game related. No, ones. these are these are kids. Like, like most of the kid e- ones use tokens or some sort of card at this point too, because yeah. they Jesus. don't have an exact one to one comparison. Oh, you'll get more tokens if you spend this much, or like right. it's, it's the same yeah. sort of thing. Like you'd go in there and spend a few bucks, spend five, ten bucks, but oh no, if I if I get twenty dollars, I get like all these free tokens. Right. You weren't yeah. going to spend that much in the first place. They don't care how long you're on the machine. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's the same sort of business. thing. So Good business. It is a good business because I spent like 150 bucks at an arcade for my daughter. Jesus fuck. On one night? No, not in one night. The thing is, is like, oh. it's a greater deal if to buy as much as possible. And I know that uh, eventually down the road, I'm going to come back. So like, I got 75 more bucks as like bonus tokens. So... Um, I mean, I you you just keep that card in that that's all you have right there. So it was kind of investment on my part to up front load that m- amount of money, but 
essentially for the what i'm getting at is like the kid doesn't necessarily still know how much money is you know every time they're swiping the card they're not sitting there looking okay how much is the price on this game they're looking at the game they're like oh i want to play this fucking game swipe the card you know so like that's something that's always been there as far as like so what you're saying is basically the parent does not save their credit card information but they buy them one of those little cards at GameSpot with all the, the <laughs> currency money on there. And you give them their $50 card and you say, here you go. Here's your one year's worth of Fortnite bullshit. Have fun with it. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah, they, if, if the kid's smart enough, like they'll, they'll kind of ration how much, what they want to spend that money on. Um, if you, if, and if they're not smart enough, they'll spend it all in one day. Who fucking cares? Exactly. And if they spend it all in one day and they want more, I mean, you can just teach them a lesson and tell them, tough luck, Johnny. Go mow lawns like I did for Shenmue mm-hmm. and a Dreamcast. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mowed like 13 lawns in one day and I almost passed out from heat stroke. Uh, let's Damn. see. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I'd, ima- I'd imagine like mowing a lawn is, takes like, if you're doing front and back, that's at least 45 minutes. Well, we were, it was Christ. me and this. You'd imagine mowing both. a lawn. God damn, you pampered little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Imagine. It was one of those. Imagine <laughs> mowing a lawn. Fish, can you feel? What yeah. the fuck is the this revelation we're having right now? Uh, it, uh, me and Josh, my friend I'm gonna, are mowing. I'm going to send you a video of me mowing a fucking lawn, okay? No, now he's hurt, Josh. Yeah. Now you've hurt him. You hurt me real deep. Oh. He's wounded. Just the way you worded that sounded like you'd never mowed a lawn. Yeah. <laughs> fish, like, fish, fish does this thing now where he mows the lawn and then tries to shim, send me shirtless photos of his rippling six pack. I do like those photos. Uh, um, let's see here. Um, what? No, it was me and my friend Fish, and we both <laughs> we both split the lawns in half, and we had two mowers, so we could do like a lawn in like twenty minutes if we did it. Oh, right. God, that's a business. Yeah, but right we had there. to split the money too. So, oh, okay. Uh, we drank a lot of soda that day too. Didn't help. Uh, let's see here. Uh, M. F. Protman, Proto Man says, but not all loot boxes are bad, like the cosmetic ones in Overwatch and Apex Legends. So I need them to be more specific in the type of loot boxes being banned, which again just opens up a host of problems. Yeah. But this is why Josh, I was saying that I I like loot boxes. I don't actually like them. I don't actually want them or use them. But that's the point. I like the idea of having them for people that want them. And I don't engage with them. And I feel like if someone yeah. is going to get sucked into it, then whatever. It's not, you know, I feel like that's, there's a million things in life. And if fish in his strip club addiction, you know, that's on fish to figure out, you know, uh, it's, it's not the government shouldn't be regulating yeah. how much money he spends. You know, and it's just, it's, it's just another one of those things. Now I know this is, I always feel children. like whenever you bring up the strip club, you're projecting because hmm. I remember the times that. <laughs> I lived in Great Falls that you would beg me to go there. Oh, I, I would love to, but I can't go. I'm not allowed anymore. Yeah. No, before. Before. Not since I... they put his picture up. You can still go, Morgan. Who are you kidding? No, I give it. Shut up, fish. Don't tempt me. You can just be no. ashamed. You can, you can be sitting there in the corner. It's like a movie, and you're like sitting there on a the couch, and you're like, it's just showing your head and like the top of your shoulders. And you're like, I'm just so ashamed of myself lately. You know, I just feel like I haven't been there for my family, and the camera is slowly panning out. I, and then it shows I, some girl just grinding on you as you're getting a lap dance, and it's one of those scenes. Well, and, I mean, hey, look, I'm pro sex work. I have no shame. But the thing is, I I wouldn't spend that because I have my own sense of addictions and things I spend money on. But that's the point. This is not about grown adults. This is about the idea of children being susceptible to something they don't believe children have the willpower 
to fight. And that's it doesn't matter if they have the willpower. Is... They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're kids. Or they do know what they're doing, and it's too easy for them to be bad. That's the idea. Then I'm sure Vicious Kid knows kid. when she sees that little button. Ooh, I press A, and I get more of this roadblock currency. Yay! Right. Well, she can't do that. She'll press that and ask for more roadblock bucks, and it'll say, uh -huh. okay, well, you need to purchase it first. And it'll take you to a screen, and it'll say, uh-huh. Okay. What's your credit card? Enter in the password to get to your credit card information. Oh, no, she doesn't know it, so it's a dead end for my child. Yeah, she doesn't know Daddy only uses cash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I pay for everything in singles. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to have those on me all the time anyway. He's so. got <laughs> a roll of, like, a hundred singles on him at all times. Like a little money clip. Mm -hmm. um, it's worse than that. He actually uh, carries around one of those bill counters with him just to save time. Plugs it in right there at the, at the register. <laughs> <laughs> Flips through all that. Counts well, it all here, here's, I think why part of the there, problem... Why isn't there a vibrating money clip? Mm. Didn't we elect one? Several, probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think about that now. And, yeah, I think why are they, they vibrating? <laughs> well, I, I didn't elect them. I know I didn't vote. Well, I think there's an overwhelming sentiment here that I don't like, even though I respect these commenters, and i got to tell you why. So Shram Ryan and Hakuna Matata both said this. Hakuna Matata said, not going to lie, I really like it. Can't stand how loot boxes have become the new thing this generation. Shram Ryan said, maybe devs will actually try to make good games again instead of trying to focus every penny on how they could uh, earn, you know, with, you know, scratching loot boxes and stuff. Now, this sentiment I don't like with that is that, yes, of course, we would love games to be more like you know, uh, like maybe The Witcher or Red Dead and God of War, all these great experiences where you don't even ever think about microtransactions generally, right? Unless, of course, you're playing like oh, God. GTA Online or Red Dead Online or something. Imagine Diablo right. 4 and you come up to a loot box and you're like, oh, goody, a big old yeah. golden chest that I can open. Oh, no, it takes me to the screen saying, oh, yeah, you gotta like buy this, you a... gotta buy a key to open it up, and that's 12 bucks. You're playing Skyrim and you open a what? chest. But you can't open it for the but, next 18 hours. But if you pay, you can open it now. Right, imagine but, imagine but if something thing. like that happened. But Bethesda would never and do they, that. They have no they idea probably, what you're They would about. probably get crazy us. if that happened. <laughs> I know. It's scary. They, look, it's they terrible. would probably definitely get us to some degree, and that's fine. That's that's the smart... But, but the problem is, at some point, you lose respect for those games that do that. And my, yeah. my point to these commenters and anybody else would be, if I see a game that does that, or they actually weave the gameplay loop of their post-game or whatever into potential transaction loop, I go, okay, I see what you're doing. This game's not for me. Yeah. I don't want to do that. You know? Yeah, and th but then again, we're gamers. Like, we do this so much, we're used to it. And... Like, I don't, most of these games expect so much churn. Like, they expect people are going to play them for, you know, a week and then never touch it again. That they're just trying to get as much money out of somebody as possible during that time. Um, and occasionally games will have more legs than that. But for the most part, they're not really, they're just trying to get as much money out of every single person playing it as possible. And that I'm not a big fan of. Loot boxes have been done well. We, one of the commenters mentioned Overwatch. That's a fairly good implementation for, for one reason. It's that 
you actually get them just from playing the game fairly quickly. Yes. Like fairly yes. quickly. Um there was a like they have new new skins and stuff, like new cosmetics every seasonal event. And mm-hmm. the latest one came out which it lasted for like a month or so. And just playing the game, not a lot, just on weekends with friends and stuff, I was able to get like everything common, rare, and epic from all the new stuff. Just playing like all of it. Just just playing the game normally. And I think I missed out on like one legendary skin. And that was it. Just from playing the game normally. That wasn't buying exactly. anything extra. Um, in game currency. Yeah. That's fine. Encourages you to play the game more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and like, and that's that's what kills me about things like Smash, where like I, it's one of my favorite games ever. But you don't, get, I actually wish it had some sort of in-game currency, like, because I would love to. It's put got two. You can and, get gold, and you can get spirit points to collect stuff that. Uh, yeah. You don't really need. Oh, right. the music's yeah, no nice. Like you, you increase the, nice, the yeah. number of yeah. music well, tracks you get. They actually for... had this cool shop that yeah, yeah, you can go in and buy stuff in, but it's mostly. But I'm saying like if if I knew every couple matches I could have a treasure chest that could potentially give me a different color sword for Ganon or a hairstyle or whatever. Like that stuff is appealing to me because I'm playing the game anyway. You know what I mean? Um, and if people wanted to pay for that shit, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, Fine. no, that would be cool. You know? They have that sort of thing for the me characters, like. You do that, like, every few games you get, well, not every few games, but, like, you play a game, you get gold, you can buy crap in the store, but it's you, it's cosmetics for the Miis, so you can, like, customize the Mii fighter characters, yeah. which I don't really play that much. I don't think many people play either, them that much. Yeah. If they had other cosmetics you could get, like you are saying, for some of the other characters, it'd be neat as well. It would. So. Yeah, just little things, but it would make a big deal, because, you know, Smash is great, but everyone's character is the same. Basically looks the same. <laughs> different colors so that's why i think the mortal Kombat's. i think the the larger issue we're seeing here believe whether we want to accept it or not is that gamers are kind of a fickle audience and they don't like the fact that a lot of these big games have been boiled down to these microtransaction loops and i yeah. get that right but the best games and the best game companies that have integrity don't do it. Look at all of our favorite games from last year. God of War, no microtransaction problem. Red Dead, no microtransaction problem. Unless you're playing online, in which case it's understandable because it's just nonsense you're buying to play with your friends. Into the Breach, no microtransaction problem. Monster Hunter, no real microtransaction. You know what I mean? Like, this only affects the companies that have to sink to that level, and if they do, then whatever. Like, the really great games and the great companies don't need it. They don't have to rely on it, and we can be discerning consumers. When it comes to that. That's why I think this is all kind of overblown, honestly. I don't think that's looking at it from the right perspective again, because this comes back to the whole we don't we don't regulate any predatory businesses in the States. It's which is fucking stupid. Like check cashing places should not be illegal anywhere. Like they just they exist just to convince people who don't know any better to waste most of their money. Um, we're never going to use them because, obviously, we, you can look at it and within two seconds realize it's fucking stupid. But they're making a ton of money doing that. And just because you understand what's going on there doesn't mean that someone 
because you're too smart to fall for the scam doesn't mean that the scam should be legal. Why? This that's I mean That's kind of a dangerous thing that you're just I feel like you're just trying to defend people that you feel like aren't smart enough to figure it out. And it's just not the way society generally works. You have to That's figure exactly stuff out. That's exactly the way society no. works. Kids you, can't you gamble. Get burned. Yeah, we take you care get of our burned. You, no, you, well, that's not what I'm saying. That's not like mentally handicapped. But I'm saying, like, you get burned in life, you learn. You know, if you make a bad decision, right. you learn. Right. The first time I used I, yeah. I, I agree with Josh to a point, though. Like, I get what yeah, you're saying, you think, Morgan. You'd I think your if point. you I, offered I see your point home loans point, to people who obviously like, couldn't pay them back, that you should just learn from your mistakes instead of having the government bail you out no, I'm not for saying, billions I'm of not dollars. I'm not saying anything illegal. I'm not saying anything illegal because there are definitely some fronts for illegal businesses and some fraudulent things. I'm just saying, so when you say scam, that's a, that's a broad thing you're painting there. Well, that, what he's that saying is from like, illegal there should to... be some regulation and this goes against the, like, the whole American dream thing and this is why I prefaced everything I say about this topic and in general with a grain of By salt because America. I don't, I don't have a lot of knowledge on this, but to me, I understand that the U.S. was kind of founded on the ability to just come over and do whatever you want kind of thing. Like, make your own business as profitable as you want, but, like, there is clearly an economic disparity in the U.S. And by allowing businesses to continue to be predatory, that's only, I think that's a big part, not the only reason, but uh, that's driving, you know, the whole class system further to the the edges you know like the lower class and the upper class you know that there's clearly a split there and i think josh essentially what he's saying is allowing predatory businesses to continue to be predatory is going to continue to increase that disparity and uh, i understand i this agree is but what you fully, define as predatory topic I'm not the person to define it. And well, that's why I was saying it doesn't not, well, work that, that well in gaming, you know? just because the whole space moves so fast. Like, I'm not saying it's not a noble goal. I'm just saying I don't see it happening in a useful way. Yeah. But I want to know, do you think it should happen? Not whether you think it will. Well, that's fine. I care about that, too. But I'm more interested in, like, whether you think it should, not whether you think it will. <sighs> Ah, there we go. It's just it's it's so gray. Like like currently like no. was like was mentioned from the whole the current bill, it was for loot boxes in games for kids that are pay to win. That's fairly specific. That seems like a thing that yeah, we can all agree doesn't need to exist. But it's again so specific that it's not going to do anything a month after it's you know functional like as soon as it goes into goes into law it's just not going to So you're saying yes you actually agree with this you talked yourself into a yes you would like to see them ban this that's what i'm hearing The specific instance that was mentioned here i don't see how it has a uh-huh. place in any legitimate art form it doesn't have a place in any of the games we've mentioned. Like, it's only there to try to, you know, trick somebody into buying something they don't really need. Okay, brief yes or no's, or brief responses. Shay? Yes. What? Yeah, it should or should not, this specific, as Josh outlined, 
do you think it should or should not pass? If you had a vote, what would you the, do? The current, the, the bill? No. Yes. No. Fish, what about you? Would you vote it? Would you, yes or no? I would vote yes, because I don't think it would, it, I don't think it would necessarily affect me personally. And I would vote yes on that in that regard, just because of that fact. But I also feel like it wouldn't go as deep as to like change the whole gaming industry. It would just regulate this like surplus that these gaming companies um, essentially are taking advantage of as far as like additional uh, revenue after the game is bought or downloaded. Yeah. So wow. can I? <clears throat> So two yeses and two no's. Can I, can I explain why the answer should be no, though? It's because everything that I said, that those specific criteria for what all that stuff is, is still fairly subjective. So who you end up coming down on is completely up to the person enforcing it. And that's just bullshit. Like, there's no... Right. Like, the guidelines are still so vague, even with all those qualifiers that we just had that it's just it's not a good law it's just it leaves way too much to whoever happens to be in power enforcing the thing yeah and that but yeah and I, I agree yeah. but the spirit of the question is just even if you can think of one game that you would say this is an example of something i would like them to ban then you would you would be saying yes can you think of one game that you'd be like i can think of a perfect example of a game that deserves to be banned unequivocally not really, because I don't play that sort of game, but I'm sure there's plenty okay. in the mobile space. I was just curious yeah. if you had one. I'm well, sure the there is plenty, be... plenty in the mobile space. I, so. I mostly yeah, the mobile, agree mobiles with... would be the ones that I would look at. Like, console-wise, there's not really one I can think of, to be honest with you. I think we've got two good ending things here. Hansathon said, I can't blame it on the parent, especially if they don't or never have been a gamer themselves. How would they know what system is predatory and what isn't? Parents spend 99% of their waking hours working at their jobs, at home, preparing meals for the kids. They don't have time to read up on every silly game their kids have been playing. And and look, I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm sure this alleged people, <laughs> in particular, probably these senators working their ass off all day. Yeah. Um, but again, and I thank you for the comment, Hansathon. I think that's how you have, there's certain things in life that you have to do your research on. I don't think you can pin everything on, well, I'm too busy, so sorry, you know. I think that's a slippery slope of uh, for legislator, you know, <laughs> like I'm too busy to find out what my kids are doing. Oh, they're, you know, massacring people and having sex with the corpses. I didn't know that. I'm just too busy to figure out, you know, you have to take an investment in your kids' lives. And that's part of being a parent. And if the parent's not doing that, that's that's on them. Right. That's how I feel as a parent, at least. Uh, and the last one. As one that I kind of agreed with, our good friend uh, Gil Beasy said, I don't want the government in gaming on any level. I don't really want them in most areas of my life, and gaming is no different. It may start trying to prevent unfair practices, but it will just give them a foothold into the industry, and I don't want them to ever have that. It's responsibility of the gamer to pay attention to what they're buying online, etc. So yeah. he believes it's like they slip yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's kind of what I was saying. Like. What they're specifically saying they're going after here sounds great, but once they have that sort of authority, what are they going to use it for? And that's the that's that's the that's the that's that's the issue. That's where I'm at too. 
Yeah, but think about it. Because it's, it's really easy to, to not enforce it fairly across the board. I don't I just think the whole thing is so silly that people get upset about this stuff. All the serious things in life, people get yeah. upset about loot boxes. This is fascinating to me. I think I think it's it's not just I think that's kind of dumbing down the issue. I, I get your point, but like loot boxes is not the issue. It's the gambling aspect of it, which does lead to addiction, which does lead to mental illness, um, which or may prey on mental illness is probably what I should say, and that's the real issue. There. I think I don't think loot boxes many, is the issue. Yeah, I know, but how many addictions do we have in our life as it is? Sex, vaping, video games working how many addictions do we all have on our daily basis strip that we club. just make excuses for strip clubs i mean you name dr pepper 10 fish dr pepper 10 i feel like you, I was, just... I, I like you just described yourself and fish perfectly i did well you know working you could say you're probably addicted to your job shay you really love you know teaching you're probably whether you like to admit it you're probably addicted to that lifestyle you're probably addicted to tinder whether you like to admit it or not i'm sure we'll i haven't been on that in a that while 20 minutes. That's right. No, it's actually 15, <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> I, I just, it's interesting. It's a noble thing, but I'm just like, eh, I look at my kid in the face of I'm like, what are you going to be addicted to when you're older? Because we're all fucking addicted to something. And that's the sad. Let's talk about something lighter. I want to thank everyone for their comments on this post. Uh, fun discussion. We'll see how that, that pans out. But let's talk about some video games. Let's have some light. Light or fair, you know what I mean? You know, just a light entree, like a salad. You make those little rolls you dip in the balsamic vinaigrette. Stuff's really good, too. Um, you ever had those? They give you that balsamic vinaigrette, and they crush the garlic at your table, and they crush it in the little pan and dip it Are in Are you describing garlic. Olive Garden? What? Olive Garden, any, like, Italian restaurant usually has something like that, yeah. <laughs> what? I go to, Italian. I, we don't have an Olive Garden Italian. in Montana, so. Not where I live in Montana. There's no Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, there is. There's one. There's one in Bozeman. There's one in Bozeman. Oh, okay. Jo- I should have taken Josh to Dante's because I think you would have liked it. It's a real like snooty food place for foodies. Mm. Maybe next snooty time. for Maybe next snooty time. for foodies. <laughs> snooty foodies. Damn it. Tm. Josh, that's your uh, that's your YouTube cooking channel name. Snooty for foodies. <laughs> snooty foodies. <laughs> snooty foodies. Uh, also, for people with foot fetishes, booties, booties, footsies. Yeah. What do you call them, footsies? Uh, so, we got some games to talk about Shrimp. here. Oh, man. <laughs> Shay, I want to know how. So, you finally got to play Katana Zero? Um, yeah, I pretty much slammed that shit in like a day and a half, which is not hard. It's a short game, but I was in and out. Yes, and I know you're already going <laughs> to. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. Come on. I'm setting you up. Uh, Fish was about to do it for me. I saw him thinking about it. You're slamming, you're in and out. I mean, what else you got for him? He's going in Um, hard. You're going in hard. Uh, I just, I thrust myself right in to that game. Thrusting the, yeah, thrusting back. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, All right, enough of that. Yeah, I got got to it. And it was a phenomenal game. Um, I wish I would have gotten to it sooner so we could have all discussed it. At the same exact time, but at least I got around to it. Phenomenal game. Um, Phenomenal. Wow. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. Phenomenal. 
Yeah, it was it was like it was the right a level right level of difficulty which I enjoyed. Like it never felt overly, overly difficult. Like at times something like Hotline Miami would or times Super Meat Boy would. Granted they're two different styles of games, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. or even you probably Cuphead. make a case that it was a little you probably make a case it was a little easier. It was definitely easier than most. I think. I think it was yeah. yeah. There there were a few difficult parts, but never overwhelmingly difficult. Never to the point where I was like, fuck this, you know, this is just completely unfair. Never did I feel that. I mean there were a few times where I thought like I killed someone and I you know, whether it's like my mouse wasn't in the right location when I was doing it or I pressed the wrong button or I pressed it a sec half a second too late. Yeah, that shit made me a little angry. But that's user error. That's not game error. That's not cheap. That's on me to be better at the game. So I felt I felt for the most part it was pretty fair. Um never really felt yeah. uh cheated yeah, out I, of I, doing something. Yeah, I felt like it was significantly more fair than something like Hotline Miami as far as like just getting killed out of nowhere. Especially uh, Hotline Miami, Miami 2, two. You mean? Yeah. Well, two. even one occasionally, but especially two. Um yeah. One of for sure. There were a few rooms wider than the screen that were just like I remember there was like a restaurant on the left side of one building in one that was just yeah, like yeah, people I, just shoot I, you from I, off screen. I remember there was a screen in one where like mm-hmm. there was a, a small little corridor that you got to go down and there was windows so the enemies could see you from the other room but you couldn't see those enemies so it was yeah. you had to use that they, they do give you the ability to scope out the room and make sure where the enemies are pathing and what whatnot but mm-hmm. yeah uh katana zero did do a good job as far as like uh making it more accessible to people as mm. far as um but the, the one thing that i really find was helpful in that game was slowing down time um which you you don't necessarily have to use that game if you dude know. i forgot i had the ability to slow down time until mm. the end of the game oh, no. i was like fuck <laughs> you wow. really made it much more difficult on yourself Hmm. I really did, and it wasn't even that difficult. But like, once I figured out I could slow down time, because they show you in the beginning, and then you don't ever have to use it. And then I, and then there was like something that happened later on in the game where you have to use it, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck my life. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there are definitely a few enemies where it's more beneficial to use that. And there, there are like two, three, two or three segments near the end where you really need to know that you can yeah. use that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's more fun. It's aesthetically more pleasing too when you can slow everything down. Max paint it up. What'd you think of the music, yes. Shay? Music was stellar. Uh obviously. I I love that music very much. The my, my one complaint is sometimes I would start a level <laughs> and the music would be playing at first, and then all of a sudden the music would stop like halfway through the level because I died a certain amount of times, so the music would stop and then it would just default to some generic music. What? I've never had that happen. That happened to me multiple times. Are you serious? Yeah. Weird. Oh, you must have died like a thousand times in one level or something. I read about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. It said but, that if um, you're so bad that you die a thousand times in one level. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I noticed the Cuphead <laughs> thing up on your shelf up there. and I, I seem to recall some of us in the podcast have 100%ed that on Expert. Hmm. I did it first. 
Hey, hey, hey. Put, put your dicks you did away. An expert, Stop you measuring. It. Put your dicks yeah, away, just... guys. <laughs> Tired of hearing this talk. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the micro feels intimidated. I understand. Mm-hmm. He still smoked mm-hmm. a Cuphead cigar, too, a little bastard. I smoked it for Shay. <laughs> yeah, but no, the music was good in that. Um, the uh, the story was interesting because I know you can get you can get multiple endings in that, and you have to have done certain things in order to get the true ending. And I know I didn't get the true ending. I don't agree because... with Josh's. What do you? How do you feel about Josh's theory about the end? Or is that too spoilery? Maybe we shouldn't. Say no, that. no, no, no. Go, go for. It. I don't. I don't remember what his theory... Actually, when you guys were talking about that stuff, I blocked it out because I didn't want to be spoiled on the ending, and I haven't... I've hmm. forgotten to go back to listen to those let's, segments. Let's talk about it after the podcast. After the podcast. Well, J- Josh, just sum up your theory really quick. I don't even remember it. Kid. Like, in relation the to kid. which one? The whole... We, di- we, di- we disagreed on the kid. Oh, as to whether the kid was real or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, I... Wasn't sure exactly what you were hitting at, hitting on there. But yeah, the, um, yeah, I don't think the kid was ever real as far as anything we saw in the game. Like, I think at one point she was probably a real person, but like not at any point that we're interacting with. For sure, I hundred percent agree with that. I think okay. that like, I think that child is like either something that um the main character encountered during when he was in the war or it was kind of a manifestation of when he took lives of the innocent during the war um whether what about that's the post credit scene or those go ahead the epo the pro what about the epilogue or pro yeah epilogue, epilogue yeah. what about it well they show her being like tied up by the weird mask people yeah I just, I don't, no, I don't think she's real. Because, like, if you think about it, like, she's always sitting there in the hallway waiting for him, first off. Like, she's just sitting there. And, like, well, he he's coming yeah. in in the middle of the night. And, like, you're thinking, like, which parent would allow this to happen, first off? And then you think about it from the perspective of suddenly her father just disappears. So she's like, I'm just going to stay with you. And she seems completely okay with that, that her father has disappeared and that she seems just completely unfazed by it. And then, he, you know, the the Agent Zero seems completely unfazed by the fact that this girl is just chilling in his house for days at a time. Like, he wants to protect her, obviously, but he's just like, he's not at once ever in the story like, oh, let me go find your father or let's go find out what happened to your father. He's just like, Okay, you can stay here. I'll protect you. It's not like let's go find your father. It's eh, forget about him. Well, it, me, it, like, it is kind of a fucked up si- society and dysfunctional in a way. Like everything seems to be painted in like this weird. It's it's from the view of the main character who uh, they clearly sh- tell you that he's suffered from um, PTSD and like having that going on knowing that like everything else just seems like it makes sense as far as like um like the interactions that he has with like that the homeless person like whether or not that was even real or not or going to the bar um a lot of this stuff like it seems very dreamlike and a lot of times in in the game like 
uh he'll flash back to those moments and like it, the screen just like starts to shake and like flashes between different stuff it'll change up the dialogue it it it's very <clears throat> it seems something that's uh as far as like the creator was going for something that there's a lot of things manifest uh for this character um and is very real to him but you as a player don't necessarily know what's real or not other than you know going through a level and killing a bunch of dudes um and whenever you know right. you're getting that drug of course as well it, it 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 so are you on board with her being real or imaginary i would say imaginary because where exactly did those mass men come from you know like it, those guys are they killed all those uh police officers and like they're telling so are the mass men real i think they're so they're a manifestation of uh zeros so it's just psyche. Uh, I mean, now, you get, now you guys are all over the place uh, no we're not <laughs> everything's a manifestation of his psyche is that what you're absolutely. saying absolutely it's all fake. yeah i mean he's, like those, he's seeing those, a therapist those two and... mass people are and the girl is i mean like to me well, no but you asked me about the mass people and you said do you think they're real or fake and i was like you seem torn on it, like you didn't really know if they were real or fake. But no, I don't. You know, I've I've thought about it, and I don't think that they're real. I think that like not only is he suffering from PTSD, he's either suffering from some form of psychosis or drug withdrawal, essentially. And whatever it is, it's obviously impairing his mental faculties. And so when we see, you know, for for instance, and. Granted, we've already been hitting spoilers, but we're going to continue, so just in case any listener isn't aware at this point, um, you know, like, when you're faced with, like, you have that decision that they tell you about whether you're going to choose life or death, essentially. Life for yourself, but it has a, a cost, or death for yourself, but you save your loved one. And I actually, like, you get to that point where, you like, there are a bunch of police officers, and then they give you that choice. And to me, that I don't feel like that that's a real situation. I don't feel like that's a real situation at all. I think that um what what I mean by that is I don't think that those people were there. I think like th that was his mind in a way kind of saying like succumb to what you're going through, let yourself die, let this like violence yeah. kind of end and let it be done with or you know, choose the other option, which is continue doing what you're doing. And all he would have had to do there is like those people not actually killed, but he could just, he could have just slowed time and then just slashed all those guys. And then it would have just for example, just an example, um, arbitrary. And then it would have appeared as those two. And in his mind, instead of him taking the blame for killing all those police officers, it's easier to just blame it on these two masked creatures, these masked people you know, that um, essentially are quote-unquote giving him an option. No, in my mind, I think that's his, his brain kind of saying either stop what you're doing, allow it to end, allow the violence to end, or keep doing what you're doing, and you're going you're, you're gonna to reap what you sow kind of thing. And the first time I chose, I chose death, actually, and I didn't realize that ends the game right there. So then I booted it back up, and then I did the other option, and obviously I got the other end the other ending that i got yeah they did wasn't a really cool death either it was just like oh game's over so i was like all right, all right. that yeah. was weird i did the same yeah thing. i didn't i didn't i didn't really care for that to be honest with you well it's the um, same death as every other time 
Like it's true. You true. die and true. it's not but, really the end. Like at any one of the deaths yeah. in the game, you could just stop playing. It's just that they they're drawing attention to that one. Like that's the whole the, the, I guess since we're going into all this, the the conceit the, to this game is that you can you're this super soldier that's been drugged his entire life in order to let them it's not clear if it's actually time travel or just being able to map out the future completely perfectly to choose exactly what you want to do to you know get the exact outcome you want which you know in in the situation for this is just killing everyone because they're making super soldiers for this war um and in every, every yeah, other death, get, you just yeah. decide to do something different. You, you rewind time. No, that's not going to work. We'll do it this way. And the ending is essentially the same thing, but it's, it's, it's allowing you to say that this is the one that I am just going to quit on. Like, I'm, just, I'm not going to come back from this. But it's not, it doesn't mean an awful lot in the ending because it means about as much as every other death. You can just decide to keep going. The, the, the reason this one was such a big deal is because he had been, you know, set up and put in a situation where all the people he would have to kill to get out of this one were the good guys. It was the cops coming to, to you know, to catch some serial killer who had been doing all this stuff, which he was and knew. So he was conflicted about this one enough to make it a spot where you'd think, Maybe I just don't try to find the optimal solution out of this, and so that's that's that was the out they're giving you, and it's not satisfying because yeah. it is essentially just the same death as any other one that happens everywhere else in the yeah. game. Like obviously you can kill all these people there, like you've done that, you know, twenty times before already up to that point yeah. in the game. Um, I I know I agree with you. I'm just saying like if they were trying to evoke some sort of a feeling, I just. I, I just, yeah, I didn't, I don't remember feeling anything in particular, just, okay, continue, go back into the game, and kept playing, like, I just felt like maybe they were trying to evoke some level of emotion or feeling, or maybe lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's where they were going to go with it, too, and they didn't, and that's why it was kind of lackluster for me. I thought that that's what they were leading to, and then it just led to nothing, and I, I completely understand and agree with your point, Josh. I just, I also felt like, with all the dialogue, they were leading, like, this, and, like, you really do have a choice um which it's fine you know at the end of the day it is what it is um you obviously want to see the other ending you want to see what happens to the girl and to me that that scene is also kind of indicative to me of why i think that the girl was never really there to begin with um because well you have to make yeah. that choice and i feel like if you delve even further into kind of what we're talking about with the choices there you know you either choose you know like this is the end i don't want to kill or you keep going on because you want to save the girl. And I feel like I feel like that to me would kind of be indicative of maybe Agent Zero thinking that basically he can go back to the way things were before he went to the war and before he was drugged kind of thing. Before he started doing all this killing. Like that I think I feel like that represents some form of hope of innocence within him, or just innocence in general. And that's that's what she essentially represents at the end of the day and by by choosing not to die by choosing to try and rescue that innocence that means you're not giving up on hope 
that you can recover from whatever it is you're going through. And then obviously, you know how it ends from there. You know, he's not able to, at least in my ending, I guess I should say, he was not able to save the girl. And therein lies the problem that he was already too far gone, whether it's from the drugs, whether it's from the PTSD, whether it's from some mental illness like psychosis. He just like, there's no way he could recover. And as much as he wanted to, as much as he wanted to pull himself out of that, there's just no, there was no break in the cycle, essentially. There, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. How did you guys feel? I thought it was a little weird that there was like a grown man hanging out with a child before I knew she was uh, a fake. I was just playing devil's advocate, but I was not super comfortable with a grown man inviting like a kid into his apartment and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is. A little weird. Where are they going with this? You know what I mean? I was like, this is like... Yeah. Well, if if you think yeah. about it, like, the, the kid is, like... They're, he, she's hanging out outside of his apartment playing with toys. Like, it doesn't seem like a safe neighborhood as far as, like, you know, like, the next-door neighbors doing fucking drugs, like, growing weed, and, like, a guy coming by and, like, essentially torturing them very unsafe yeah, yeah so yeah. it's 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 it, they they show that that neighborhood's just like a shithole even when you come across the police that like um are there but she wasn't real yeah exactly she, she wasn't real though right so like as far as like your care for her like that's all on the character goes and like you rather see that innocence protected by you as opposed to like le- leaving her out into the the the, the all the all the bad stuff that's going on in the world. So, so you're saying he's protecting this right. fake illusion of this girl mm-hmm. by bringing <laughs> it's so absurd. Well, it, no, it that's, that's yeah. basically everything. It's just yeah. It's it, I don't know if you've noticed, yeah. but solid. all the all the flashbacks when you're like you'll have a nightmare and then go talk to your therapist immediately afterwards. He'll give you leading options. And it will literally change your interpretation of the things you saw. Characters will change, like what, what, yeah. what exactly, like how you're interpreting these memories that you have lost. Changes based off of, you know, just trying, trying to put it all back together yourself. Um, even as far as the girl just being in your apartment later on. Like she'll somehow yeah. has snuck into your apartment that she, you locked on the yeah, way out. Like it's exactly. It's, she does stuff that she can't have done. It's like it's it's fairly obvious obvious that it's yeah. Sort of because they still want to play with the idea that you don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. And these games they can almost push that too far where they're like. What's is it real or not real? I feel like they're kind of winking at you the whole game at some point. You're like, all right, enough. <laughs> None of it's real, I guess, you know? Yeah. But well, I, I thought the therapist it, stuff was a little more. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I, uh, You're fine. I think there are like a few more scenes that really kind of clinched it for me about like whether the what you're seeing kind of thing is real. Like the part where she like she has the little toy and she's like, oh, the other one's probably in your apartment. We We need to go search for it. It's like. How would she know that that would magically be in there? You know, um, you know, she tries to say, say it's like a previous owner, and that one wasn't as much of the clincher for me. the The bigger one was there's a scene in there. I don't know if you guys remember where she comes. I think it's the first or second time she comes. No, it's the very first time she comes over, and she's talking about how she thought that Agent Zero was the one playing the loud music, 
and how it's um, annoying and obnoxious. And if, you know, if my theory is correct, that um, this represents her innocence, I think that'd kind of be indicative of that. Like, that's the innocent side of him just saying, ah, it's annoying, I don't like it, you know? But then if we, if we were to... If we were to take those two masked figures as kind of like these negative people kind of sitting on his shoulders saying like, you know, like, you got to stop doing the shit or, you know, like, but people you love are going to die kind of thing. Like his conscience, like that internal struggle, that internal battle, that would essentially be his innocence telling him like, all oh, these people are annoying. And then the other side of him just going in and just fucking torturing and killing these people. And to me, that is kind of where I see that going or where it had gone is like the innocent side of him was like, oh, these people are annoying. And then he just goes in and slaughters these people in a murderous rage because he clearly can't control everything that's going on with him. And I think that's kind of where that scene went, so to speak. Well, yeah. Uh, And to go on more about the little girl like there there is also another scene where you have a choice whether or not the kid sees that video and like you don't necessarily know what's on that video but like if you go through the dialogue options the kid could see it and like it's like the murder of like your neighbors um so like obviously you if you knew what was on that video or or just we're trying to protect that kid like you could go through the options to say no you really shouldn't be watching this movie and you shouldn't be in my apartment to whenever i'm viewing it because essentially you you just want to protect that kid's innocence even though you know that kid is essentially just almost a manifestation of your own like something from your protecting your own innocence your own subconscious innocence <laughs> well, on the way though you're you're still watching it but like yeah that it, it goes on uh, you you can interpret it in many different ways, which I, I do like, and I do like this conversation that we're having as far as this goes. But, um, yeah, it, it's the story is like kind of all over the place, and like some of it's hit and miss. Um, like Morgan said, with like the mass men and stuff like that. What's their point? But, um, it it they said there's going to be DLC, so I, I look forward to seeing some of that and see where they. Yeah, that other it. weird random guy who had like long flowing hair and ninja amazing ninja abilities i have no idea who that guy was but he's pretty cool he was actually the The dragon dragon, yeah yeah, the dragon yeah yeah yep but yeah it seemed like one chunk of a long it still felt like a complete enough game but it definitely felt like they were you know episodic ideas i don't know it's weird it's it's i feel a little my mind's a little conjumbled that's a great word conjumbled like my mind's a little um jumbled talking to you guys about this because if yeah and yeah. I, I think it's a good representation of the game because it's, it's the story it's is, a clusterfuck it's kind of a clusterfuck it really a is in, yeah. in in the best way possible but i i'm excited for the dlc because i like there's some characters that they didn't really talk enough about um we didn't kind of get any more for the background or resolution on that i'm excited to get more resolution on like the uh the the all white female samurai and then obviously snow. the snow yeah and then the one they're alluding to is actually the head boss kind of person like i'm i'm excited to get a little hopefully with the dlc we get a little bit more background on kind of what happens to these people and what role they played because snow snow was just kind of in there to kind of be this like enigmatic 
antagonist. But like we don't know like the true motivation of why uh Snow was doing what she was doing. So I hope the DLC kind of like um elucidates some of that for us. It was cool to see a game evoke some of that feeling of Hotline Miami. I didn't think it was going to be possible for really anything to do that for a long time. And they, even though it was very different, they still found a way to like evoke that same kind of tone and vibe, uh, which is, is pretty cool. And yeah, I guess you know, we're still kind of feeling the ramifications of Hotline Miami all these years later. Um, if you think about it, I mean, that was the game that set Devolver off, really. It's just uh, kind of a cool thing. But yeah, great game. It's a really cool mm-hmm. game. Uh, Katana Zero. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, if you haven't played it yet, I'm sorry. We ruined everything. Uh, <laughs> it's all ruined. No, not necessarily. Yeah, it does. It probably wouldn't make any sense. If you hadn't right. played the game, it probably just sounded like we were rambling. No. <laughs> I mean, it's still worth going through just for the gameplay, I would say, and the music, but. I mean, this, yeah. the story is... The story is my least favorite part of it, probably. But it's still yeah. interesting. It it's is, still interesting. yeah. Do you, do you guys feel like you'll, long-term, you'll enjoy this more or less than Hotline Miami? Less. Too early to say. Probably more, since less. the story goes completely off the rails in that game. Like, it had a good premise. And oh, it, and this story doesn't go off the rails? Are we just, there's are actually a story here that doesn't just devolve into nasal gaving nonsense by the end like you start getting all the bonus levels and extra stuff in hotline miami to get to the true ending and it takes away from the actual story like had they not had any of that in there it would have been a better better game i I thought the story in hotline miami was just vague enough to keep me thinking about it after the game was over whereas this game when i was done i didn't really think well that was the issue like you know what i mean once you got to the extra stuff it's like oh no all this stuff had an exact meaning and here here's exactly what it was and it was just uh, i don't know if i did unsatisfactory explanations for everything I thought you just went down into a sewer and there was like, I don't remember. I thought it was still vague. Maybe you're just smarter than me, Josh. I don't know. I still remember it just feeling vague when I was... Although, if you asked me what it was about today, I couldn't tell you. Like, if I asked Shay, like, hey, what was Hotline Miami about, Shay? Go. Um, <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I was going to try and make some bullshit up, but... Nah, it's just some, some guy killing a bunch of people and he keeps getting calls from these ambiguous masked figures. I mean, I think to me, it's the Uh equivalent of clusterfuck that this story is in the best way possible. But I think, I honestly think that this story of Katana, the story of Katana Zero is a little bit more cohesive and coherent. Weirdly enough to say, but the gameplay isn't nearly as enjoyable. (laughs) Uh, I agree with, I guess I don't agree with everything. (laughs) I I think, so I agree with half of what you said. There we go. Man, we're all over the place on this one. Then uh, it did make me want to go pick a Hotline Miami too because I felt like I didn't have a good appreciation of that game. Mm. How, dis- how the good and the bad. That, There's good not, in Hotline Miami too. You're not Is missing there? much of Hotline Miami too. It's just trying to give you backstory for the bad ending of Hotline Miami One, like where the they story. give you all this extra information. And then Hotline well, the Miami 2 is Hotline them Miami just 2. giving you ridiculous 
plots upon plots between the U.S. and the Russians. And well, the story wasn't the problem though; it was the gameplay. The story was, you know, it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, we don't have time to fight about Hotline Miami, but apparently, I don't remember it enough. What I'm saying is, I don't remember it enough to like really have a concise thought of like opinion on it. So I wanted to like go back and see if it jostled any, rustled any jimmies in my brain, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but I only played a couple levels of it and then hmm. got distracted by something else. So, uh, how did you get suckered into playing Final Fantasy 14, Josh? What's going on there? I got a free copy and month from uh oh what was it it's like twitch prime or something um and figured i hadn't actually ever gotten into the game so it seemed like a good enough time to do it since it was free to uh to mm-hmm. play for a while um and it was an interesting experience it's uh they they try to give you like an actual final fantasy experience going through the campaign um by having certain missions marked as being like story critical stuff that'll have, you know, bigger cutscenes and try to tell you what's going on with the world is like a, a whole story, which is different from a lot of the other MMOs I've seen MMOs, in which you're just kind of yeah. this cog in there. Whereas this one, they're trying to, trying to give you some sort of middle ground. Like it's still an MMO, but they're giving you this, you know, other story with it. Um, which is neat. It was an interesting implementation of that. Um, yeah, I agree. It's weird that they, they were trying to, when they fixed it, when they fixed Final Fantasy fourteen, they were really trying to weave a story um, into an MMO. Yeah. Because, you know, most Final Fantasy fans are... Mm-hmm. How is the actual story, though? Is it actually interesting to you? It's hard to say so far. Like, I put in, like, five hours, and it's still really cryptic as to what's actually happening like some powerful being talked to me in a vision after I passed out and something but I'm still not exactly sure what's going on um mm-hmm. in all of it like I, I, I right. feel like it's it's I mean it's basically like any other Final Fantasy it's going to take a while to really tell what's going on in the story but I feel like it more so more so in this one than in a lot of the others like I just I have no real sense as to what the overarching story is going to be at all yet uh in this one whereas like a bunch of the side quests and stuff from just the the areas i have been in so far like you get all those you kind of get it it's you know fix some dude's farm kill some wolves that sort of thing um so like those are easier to wrap your head around but then like the overall story i I don't know what's going on yet and that i think is just gonna require more time with it that I'm not sure I'm yeah, going to put in Yeah, they probably yet. bleed it out. Um, yeah, because they probably bleed that out over a long... Fish, did you ever... Well, Fish played a fuckload of that game, so I wonder how he felt about it over... Didn't you put, like, a couple months into that game, Fish? I did, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and the story... Yeah, the story does... It's very involved as far as, like, the characters that you come across. Like, they'll... They're not just throwaway characters. They actually... There's a lot of character development, like, even... Even some of the characters have like meaningful deaths as well. Um, not to kind of spoil it, but like, it, <gasps> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it, it it if you're if you're like really into it, like you'll follow it. But I could not get too into like the main hmm. story. There was 
there were certain beats to it that like I kind of enjoyed um but for the most part like it was it's just a big long overarching story that takes you across you know the whole continent and like the strife that they're going through um it's it's interesting but like you really there's so much dialogue to go through and so many cutscenes you have to watch mm. like eventually like i was just feeling like oh, i just want to get back to the game and grind you know at this point um but <laughs> you know, i just want to get back to the grind right. i just want to grind some more well, I was I noticing that, though like i was trying to do basically all the quests like not not just the the main storyline quests but like all the quests in the zones just to try to mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of hit everything just to kind of get an idea of what a zone would be like in this sort of a game um yeah and i felt like the the stuff specific to a zone was generally fairly throwaway but then there was completely unrelated main story quests in the same zone which was interesting it was a very different take i'm kind of used to more how world of warcraft does it in which each zone is like a self-contained story like you'll get some sort of starting hub and go from there and there will be like a narrative for what's going on in this part of the world as a whole and you'll kind of get quest lines that kind of spider through the zone to kind of give you a, a picture of what's going on there and I feel like that gives you more connection to the zones themselves, um, but less to like the the story as a whole kind of going on. But I, I think for the most part, I still like that better because you kind of you end up getting connection with the world itself more than in Final Fantasy fourteen so far. Like the zones don't really stand out all that much so far from what I've seen. Yeah, like I just they're all kind of just there. Well, they hide- so. What's the deal with the big judge? Because they highlight the judge in all the art for the re- when they redid FF14. There's that judge-looking guy. I don't know what his name is, but he looks like a judge from like Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I've not gotten that far yet, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, well, like a similar world thing. Like it anyway. So it is. Yeah, it kind of is, but it, they're essentially. Um, there's like this different faction that's like they're doing something. I think it's been a while since I played it and like I've really wasn't following it but there there's multiple judges that you actually fight in that game or or I don't think they were called judges but there there was something different um so it bleeds over a little bit into the Ivalis Ivalis world of Final Fantasy mm, I don't think so like or just thematically like they it, took some of those thematically like yeah, actual, yeah, like yeah, they were yeah. they were taking more from that branch of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's yeah. I think it's its own planet that you're on on this one. So it's not yeah. like it's not it's like directly connected to the story. others. So. Yeah. Is that just what it's called a Realm Reborn? Is that what it was called? Yeah, that's the that's the base game after they decided maybe we won't copy and paste 75% of the of the game. Um yeah, that's that's just yeah. the base game at this point. Um and then there are mm two almost three expansions i think there's another expansion coming out soon for it um oh yeah that i saw that yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about i just saw it the other day i wish i could remember the name of the new one but yeah, yeah. people seem pretty but i yeah, funny it's, anecdotal it's story josh i uh the um no sorry well, go ahead well let me finish you can finish what you're saying sorry 
Oh, I was just going to say, like, the first uh, online girlfriend I ever met, uh, I met her on Final Fantasy XI, <laughs> and I wanted to have, like, an Aww. online marriage Aww. with her. ASL. Uh, and one day I logged on, and ASL? she had left me for... She had left me for a higher level warrior. <laughs> what was her ASL? Oh. Got a bigger mouth. I don't know. I don't know what ASL stands for. Age, sex, location. You oh. don't remember that from the oh. old I don't chat know. rooms? Uh, yeah. I, I, wasn't I, I had two guildies back in the day. End up <laughs> meeting and actually getting married in, in real life. From, uh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people. From yeah, wow, right? They my friend Tony, who used crap. to get out his guitar in the middle yeah. of raids and start singing John Denver songs. He was a bard. Huh. <laughs> he he was our bard. Awesome, that's great. Well, I mean, it was uh, sadly you could lose level in Final Fantasy XI, so mm-hmm. I just lost one too many levels, and I just wasn't as appealing <laughs> to her as a. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, uh, you're too busy focusing on game, her but, instead uh, of uh, your skills. Hmm. Spent all those hours killing bees outside the gate. Yeah, that was that yeah. Was before odd, wow, oddly was... enough, that's kind of that's probably why I'm going to stop. Fourteen is uh, they've done a lot of stuff that's really cool. Like I was mentioning before the show, that they have some slightly more consumer friendly approaches to the um subscription model they have, where if you play for longer, the cost goes down as you play. Mm-hmm. Um. And they also have done, they've implemented a lot of stuff that are add-ons in other games, like letting you just, you start the game and you can customize um, the UI just right off the bat. Like you just open the menu and you can drag stuff around exactly where you want it to have the game look and function the way you, you want it to play, which is just great. Like they, they do a bunch of stuff that is just really, really user-friendly. It makes it easy to get into the game. Like, you, you don't have inventory issues right, right off the bat, because in a lot of games, you just you don't have a lot of inventory at the beginning. And, um, whereas this one, you've got more than you'll ever need immediately. And, uh, yeah, just, just tons of, like, little quality of life stuff. Like, they've just they've nailed all the features, but the main gameplay still feels awkward. Like, it doesn't feel snappy enough. I don't know if it's a netcode issue or what. But it just does. I don't feel a direct connection to a character, the way I've done playing mm. something like Diablo or WoW or. I mean, like a class. Or, you don't feel direct. Well, no, no, style it's, of no. It's just like it just. I think it's just a matter of latency. Like it just it feels, it feels distant. Like it doesn't. I don't know. I'm trying to have trying to figure out how to explain it. It just if. In a lot of other games, like not just WoW, like I felt like I was like actually playing the character. It was doing exactly what I wanted it to do. Whereas in this one, I kind of feel like I'm logging on to a character from thousands of miles away. It's this, it's this thing over there that I'm just kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird way to explain it. I get what you're saying, yeah. but it's almost like, like a... But maybe that emotional connection you don't feel is somehow because you're not allowing yourself to get addicted to a game like that at this point in your life. Maybe it's like a subconscious I mean, it could be. It could wall. be because I don't really need an MMO in my life at this point. Um, yeah. But I, th- I think it's just because it's just slow enough. Just, just enough slow enough to make it feel... Yeah. Anyway. 
some maybe is it well, just you know, a little soulless would you say a little a little sterile maybe no i don't even think it's that i think it's that it it really leans into the being an mmo thing it it okay. super leans into this is yeah. an mmo you're playing an mmo like i don't okay. know if this was there from the base game or if it was added later but you get quests in which the way you complete them is to emote at npcs because like to cheer them up you'll need to you know use the right emote at them because they're they're trying to teach you all the systems i've never had an mmo teach me the emote system that's something you just kind of figure out on your own but it was like hey this is an mmo here's how you do this and i don't know like it just it feels really like i just i i can't I, there's no way i can <laughs> get into the experience and not immediately go Oh, I'm playing an MMO now. Like it's, yeah. Hmm. So then maybe there's just too much. Maybe too much of the game design is present. Too much of the the nuts and bolts, the the framework is a little too present. It's a little distracting yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I it's know. hard to I'm get into the to game. Work with you just, yeah. just the game game. I like. I always feel all these other things just kind of around it. So. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, well, that's cool. So, but probably not going to stick with it. Probably not. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I still have another couple weeks for me to keep cracking at it, see if there's something in the story that makes me want to keep going to see see some more. But not I'll there tell yet. you what you should crack at, Josh. That Final Fantasy XII remake on the Switch. Woo! John Ralphio! Oh, for that was... How, how's it look on the Switch? How's it run? It looks and runs fantastic, mm. which I was not expecting. Somebody online said it looked a little blurry, so I was kind of scared. But all the footage I, I dug into looked good, so I gave it a shot. Honestly, I, this blew my mind today when I started playing it. I went back and watched Final Fantasy XII on the PS2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that game looks real, really ps 2 It's brown. I mean, it really does. It's brown. Oh. They were, uh, yeah. It was kind of an issue oh, back then because yeah. they were they were going for a more realistic look, and unfortunately, it was one of the first brown games, and so you ended up with a lot it of was. an awful lot of brown at the beginning of that game. It doesn't help that they start. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was the guy who made Vagrant Story, and that's one of the brownest games ever, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the story. I should. I'm going to really dig into the story of this game because I don't think a lot enough people know how weird the development of this game was like i was reading yeah. at one point that bosh was supposed to be like the the main character but <laughs> yeah you, yeah the main character just has exactly zero point in this game like this is he, he serves about as much point as the protagonists in you know the first few games where it was just you know Night. Agreed. Agreed. But 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 the thing I've come around to this time playing it is that I think he was just supposed to be a vessel for, like because everything's so grand scale mm -hmm. in that game, they just wanted to put they you. They needed somebody dumb to explain shoes. everything too. Yeah, that yeah. and also they just want to put you in the shoes of a regular guy mm -hmm. with big dreams, who's like literally the first thing you do with him is you kill four rats. Yeah, he's just a regular fucking scummy guy working for a dude, and everything in this game is on such a grand scale. I think they just wanted to bring you down to earth. Mm -hmm. Which is what I like about his character. Not necessarily him as a character, he's just kind of whatever so far. Yeah. 
he's I want to be a sky pirate and he's that's about yeah. it you know his function from gameplay is great like it works perfectly for that but like narratively he doesn't really have any stakes and anything going on in the actual story like everybody Agreed. else you meet has got stuff going on but him not so much so no at least not yet. But I think the thing, and I can save a little more of this for next week, but I think the thing I'm enjoying the most is, number one, it does look great. Like, the resolution change when they did the Zodiac Age, it doesn't have those, like, blurry textures or anything. Like, even in handheld mode, which I'm playing it on exclusively, I put three hours into it this morning, looks fantastic. Super smooth. It looks like a, a HD version of a game you remember, but just so much better. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it matters. It really does. Um, and the, the coolest thing about the music is there's three versions of the music and it switches without hiccup. So you can just effortlessly go from something called just the OST to the original soundtrack to the reorchestrated version, which I've been going with because it sounds really, really good. And even just like grinding on the first couple areas, like the soundtrack is mm -hmm. so good in this game. It's, it's really is. I forgot how great it was. And, um, yeah, it was one of my favorite parts of that game. I really like it's, it doesn't get mentioned as far as soundtracks go for the Final Fantasy games because it doesn't. I feel like the highs aren't as high as some of the other games, but like just the whole, as a whole, the, just all the music is just really solid throughout. Yeah, I agree. And it's really striking me this time in particular being able to switch between them but going with the reorchestrated score like just so distinctive like that those games whenever like much like Vagrant Story or the Final Fantasy Tactics games they have just a very distinctive sound to them. Yeah. Um but I think and this is the last thing I'll say because I I played it for like 3 hours today and I think the first I think the biggest problem is that the one of the first quests they have you do in the game is very rote. Um and mm -hmm. it's like this quest where you have to like uh, fill these you have to fill this crystal with these like this sunstone energy and you have to run around and, and find these five giant glowing stones in this area that you've already traversed through in my case extensively and it's kind of a pain in the ass and it's not super exciting uh and that's one of the first big you're like the plain yeah. ass desert i noticed that a lot in this game that i didn't like that you'd get to a zone want to explore it go explore it and then get to the next zone and they'd send you back to the one you were just at with some quests or something. Like, you'd, you'd have to walk through a zone to get to where the quests were for the zone. I noticed a lot in 12. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and that, that was just not great design, but they have the new speedy thing where you can mm -hmm. push the trigger and speed up the gameplay, so I'm like... Like, I'm not going the four times speed because that seems too fast. I don't want to, like, miss everything, but the two speed is pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but but I th I think the thing that's hitting me the home I've only played three hours of it but the thing that's striking the the biggest chord with me so far, um, it well that's is is just I'm really getting into the gameplay I, I set this up poorly because there's two things I'm <laughs> really getting into the the gameplay because they changed the license board system you can it's basically like the job system now you can you can set up any uh, character to play any way you want so like just to be funny I'm making Vaughn out to be because he's like this wimpy little pretty boy and making him out to be like the strongest class you can possibly have. Hmm. So I thought that would be funny, which I think is called a foe breaker. Um, so he's like walking around using it. And they changed the license board itself to where it's just easier to get around and more fun to sort of 
yeah manipulate things but it's it seems you could to be basically the job. set them up however you wanted before but there was always just like a couple talents at the beginning to get to the actual thing that were just like annoying so yeah that's nice that's a nice change yeah it's cool it's like a wheel that right before you even start their board it's like a wheel that lets you it shows you exactly what the class does and what you want to do with it it's weird yeah it's like a like it'll have it's like a wheel that you spin and it'll have all the classes on it you can look around on it and it'll show you like what they're good at what weapons they use before you even select it then once you pick that it goes it locks you in and then you start the license board and the license board itself feels a little do it feels more like the sphere grid this time a little bit more mm. like the sphere grid from 10 um where you get a little bit more of that that addictive pop where you're like oh this space gives you yeah. now granted i guess you know that sounds about? good cuz yeah in in the original everyone ended up with the exact same talents is essentially what it boiled down to exactly you exactly. took the good ones and uh so yeah but again, it's been a long time since I played that game. I'm just explaining how it feels now. I know they've really reworked the the license board system, so that information's out there if you want to dig into it. But the story itself, it's cool because when you go back and play a lot of these Final Fantasy games, they are even though they're more character driven, they're pretty melodramatic. The dialogue isn't always great. The best thing about this game and something like Vagrant Story that I think holds up to them, uh, to the Matsuno name, which is the director that was involved before he was kind of removed is that the, the, the dialogue and the story is very adult, and it connects with me as, like, a, a 33-year-old man uh, in a way that those other Final Fantasies probably won't. It's very mature. It's political intrigue, but interesting. Um, it's, it's, I, I'm surprised that I'm enjoying the story as much as I am at this point in my life. So, hmm. uh, I think it's overpriced, honestly, just because I don't think any game that came out 10 years ago should be $50. I think that's insane. Um, but I had a gift card, so. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of what stopped me from getting it so far. Cause I still have my old PS2 copy. If I want to oh, play through that, it's going to take me ugh. twice as long cause they don't have the speed up button, but yeah, it's just, well, that's an awful lot for a remake. But if you look at, if you look at the port, the, the portability, or not even a remake, re but a, but a remaster. So for a remake, that sounds about right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, I think the thing that finally convinced me was I kept, because I weighed this out in my head for like a week, and I even put it on my Instagram, like, I don't know what to do, like, I, I wasn't sure, I, I didn't want to do, have the thing happen to me the first time where I bought the game, and just couldn't get into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm a very different person now. So, but I think the way, that, the way I weighed it out is I was like, number one, it's portable, which is very nice. Number two, the visuals are so much better. Number three, they actually were reworked the gameplay to where it's actually much more enjoyable and that's the heart of the actual fucking grind itself two they reduce the grind and three all the soundtrack options really bring that to light so there's a lot i don't want to undersell it i just think that 50 dollars is a little steep yeah but i do think the physical copy is only 40 which is hmm. annoying you know I, I was actually doing i was talking to somebody about this the other day why digital copies often cost more and it's a whole there's a whole deep dark world of information but the gist of it is just shelf space that's what it comes yep. down to <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but i'd like to talk more about that when i can spend some more time with it i'm only about three hours in but i am absolutely enamored with it much like pokin tournament which i convinced fish to buy which we can probably talk more about next week i he looks like he's playing it right now during the podcast bad fish mm -hmm. bad sorry i'm putting it down sorry i can i can see you when you're being bad boy <laughs> naughty <laughs> Uh, have some sound like a mommy 
have some respect for our patrons here. Um, but no, it's it's basically from the creator of Tekken, and uh, it is a their version of a poke, uh, Pokemon fighting game. So I want to spend some more time with that before we have it. But I do want to say this one thing. If you go to our VIP Instagram page, I had one of the most epic comeback battles <laughs> in like any fighting game of my entire life, legitimately online against somebody. Uh, and I took a, a, a 30 second clip of the video and I got it up on our VIP Instagram page, which you can only get for signing up for $5 on our Patreon page, which is uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Uh, it's a cool video because basically I had one sliver of health. I sent you guys this video too. The tiniest sliver of health you could, you couldn't even see it almost. And I mounted a gargantuan comeback with these huge special abilities they have and then just. I guess some lucky, a lucky hit or two, and it was a ranked match too. It was the first ranked match I played, and uh, I remember thinking that if I was the guy on the other side of the screen, I would have probably been very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably retired for the rest of my life. Um, but I knew what I was doing. It wasn't like a fluky thing. I just couldn't believe how much damage I was able. So here's the weirdest thing about this game, Josh, that I am fascinated by. Fish can attest to this too. When you level up in this game, which you actually do, you can. Uh, put points to your character, much like Eve's, so like strength, defense, HP, and stuff like that, that appears to carry over into the online matches, which is really weird. Mm, that's gross. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? I don't know if it's gross yet. I gotta spend <laughs> some more time with it. I, I mean, in a competitive thing, you, yeah, you want everything normalized and uh, set that way they're on a even playing field but yeah. it, it, I, I see Morgan's side of it where like competitively in yeah. well I mean I'm sure they, you can just turn it off and it's probably fine because right. I mean yeah you they've got the whole spirit thing in smash but I don't think there's yeah. an option to play with Ugh, them on on a ranked that. game so well it's all ranked yeah. now in smash so. well actually you know what now that I think about it you're just picking your own rule set so I bet you could turn Spirits on it, is one of your preferred yeah, rules. It is one, and it's annoying yeah. when you come up against those fuckers. But do that. But it doesn't feel like that in this game. It feels just a little more integral to you. But I don't know the depth of it. Like the one match I won, it it moved me up rank in like what is E, e tier, like A B C D E. So hmm. there appears to be matching you with people of similar tiers. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know the depth of it. I don't know if you could turn it off. I just know that I was leveling up. And even when I finished that online match, I leveled up my character. So I'm assuming that went into the match. Maybe I'm yeah. maybe I'm crazy here, but I'll, yeah, know, you, I'll uh, know more you got about your it. Blastoise, a, a different colored sword. Blastoise, I wish. Yeah. I the funny thing is, I want to give a shout out to um, the real OG Larry. Basically, he's a good friend, Larry, uh, uh, one of our patron supporters. He had this game, and he said he had just never played it, and he sent it to me, and it was very kind of him. And uh, I had been really wanting to try and get into it, so I couldn't be more happy about that. Thank you, Larry, mm -hmm. so much. If I could, yeah, I th would... thanks, Larry. Now I spent sixty bucks on the game. Morgan <laughs> <laughs> got it for free. So hopefully, me and Fish are going to get to bat it a little bit after the show and try it out. But it's—I want to get into it a little bit more next week. We don't need to. I just want to give you a little teaser, you know, kind of wet, wet your whistle, so to speak. Um. Hydro pump your face a little bit. 
Yeah, I know. It's been a long show, but we don't get Shay every week, so this one kind of has to be longer. Uh, um, That's what she said. Boom! Proud of you, Fish. Thank uh, you. So we had some exciting polls this week. I did a poor job of pumping all the polls in the intro, which I should have done, because there was two big polls that I forgot. One of them was the Sonic poll, which was basically... I asked our audience if they thought it was a good idea that the director of the Sonic film basically said, we hear your criticism about the Sonic uh, character, the rendering of Sonic in the movie, and we're going to go back and fix it before the movie is released. 60% of our audience said that they feel like that's a good idea. 40% said that's uh, a dark road to go down. Basically implying that, you know, if the internet can just complain about something and people fix it, you know, that could be problematic for artists. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I don't Rise think anyone's going back in to just fix stuff because people had problems with it. Like, I don't think that's an issue. It was a terrible design for Sonic that should have been focus grouped. Like, this is the sort of thing that should have been fixed a year ago. And it's astounding that it got as far as it did with a Sonic design that looked like a guy in a bodysuit. Um, so weird. So yeah, like that, and like that's not. I mean, you look at all the different releases. Like, it's I. I I saw a lot of those takes about, you know. You know, try forcing forcing a creator to change a work, and I don't see that happening here. No one was. There were no petitions to change Sonic. We were all making fun of it because it looked fucking stupid. And they decided, oh, hey, this does look fucking stupid. I don't know. Like, it's... No, you do know, Josh. You just told me. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Just Sonic is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. No, like, as I saw that initial design again during the, the trailer, like, you know, before, before the movie this afternoon. And I was thinking that the whole time, like it just. They should have really. What I was trailers. thinking throughout was that <laughs> redesigning Sonic completely is not going to save this movie. Everything else about that trailer looked like complete trash. So this rendering him a little differently is not going to make any difference. But at least maybe he won't be horrifying throughout. So well, it's it's the opposite, Josh. It will save the movie because there's nothing else there. A value. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, people, it's that. Like, they can trick the people. The scenes go, they, they chose to Sonic focus Man. on for oh. that trailer have to be yeah. the best scenes. Wow. For them to have wanted to put them in the trailer, and they're not good. They're not like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't really know why they went back and then fixed it. I mean, it's gonna bring what twenty more people to the theater. I don't like. I'm not really excited to see it. If I have an opportunity and I have absolutely nothing else in the world to do, I may go see it. <laughs> right. But I just, I don't, yeah. I feel like it was going to bomb either way just because it looks bad. Like, you, yeah. The thing is, you watch the Detective Pikachu trailers and it looks good. It, in theory, it was a concept that shouldn't have worked and it worked. And uh, with Sonic, I feel like it's a concept that should work, but it's not working. And yeah. Fixing how the character looks isn't going to fix that concept. So Yeah, the character design was not what was... 
I mean, it, it was off-putting, but it wasn't what made you look at the trailer and go, nah. Yeah, but look at the psychological goodwill they can spin this as. They come out with a new yeah. Sonic that looks amazing. Twitter blows up. Everyone's like, holy shit, Sonic looks great now. People totally forgot the fact that the movie looks like dog shit. They go to the movie. It's yeah. it's 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 a I mean, smart cycle. That's not how it's going to work. I but don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. That would be how it I, well, let's put it this way. If you think, if I thought like you that nobody gave a shit about this movie really until I saw the social media explosion. So it seems like more people care. It was one of our biggest posts of the year so far. It was I an explosion like people... because it was a meme how unbelievably bad it looked. Yeah, there were all the, the to, baby teeth Sonic care. memes. Like it was, it was a thing. But Most of those people didn't care about the movie, were never going to see the movie like there was the, it was a completely unrelated I group of people because it became a thing. Make, I think people were making fun of it because like at the end of the day, that was like the cherry on the top of or, what already looked like a lackluster movie to begin with. It was like, yeah. Oh, this movie already doesn't look great. The cherry on top is how shitty Sonic actually looks. Well, yeah, I agree. And my hot take that I put on the Instagram that people seem to enjoy was that Sonic fans have been getting shat on for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we expected a good movie, um, but the fact that they could not even get something resembling Sonic was just the fucking needle that broke the camel's back, or Eggman's back, as I put it. Like, if the movie's gonna suck, it could at least look like Sonic. Like, you have people involved in making the Sonic movie that literally could not make something that resembled Sonic the Hedgehog. What in the hell is going on? That, well, that, that right there. Like, the amount of care that goes into protecting brand image for these people, and that is Sonic's, like, that, like, that, is, that is Sega's brand, is Sonic. Like, they, how, how did that initial design ever get okayed by anyone? That's what I'm saying, yes. Anyone. And it should have been something that needed to be okayed by hundreds of people. Just so because of, of power. Yeah. the the value of, I mean, it'd be like if, you know, some photorealistic Remember? Mario came out and looked like some, you know, Cronenberg monster. Like, well, that sounds interesting, just, actually. Well, actually, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> way more interesting. But, but you know, it's not going to happen because no. of the amount of attention paid to the, the brand. They so. knew this when they came out with those first Sonic screens of him from the movie, like, I put up a video of my daughter looking at him on our VIP page. Like, mm-hmm. this has been out for a long time, and everyone yeah. thought it looked awful. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for Jim Carrey, and who's basically washed up now, and uh, I don't know who the other main duck guy is in the movie, but he's not in movies of quality caliber, the cop. Um, Cyclops. That's Everyone calls him Cyclops, but, I mean, he's not exactly... They're scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. It's a miracle this is going to theaters, in my eyes. But um, 60% of them already and said it's a good thing. So we'll see how the reverse spin goes. This is fascinating. So there won't be any spoilers here, but there was a coffee cup left. This is one of our most active polls of the year. There was a coffee cup left in Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm very, very upset about this. Um, not really upset because it's silly. But, like, I still could not, for the life of me, with all the work and editing and special effects, fathom how in the most popular show on the planet, someone left a fucking Starbucks coffee cup in one of the scenes of Game of Thrones. 
So the poll question was, was it marketing brilliance or an accident? Because it could honestly have been either. Um, and it went 50-50. Uh, basically, 55% of the audience said it was an accident. Um, but people are basically split on... The more I thought about it, the more I convinced myself it was a marketing thing. But then that, that seemed too gross. Then I was like, no, Game of Thrones would never do that. They have too much integrity. It has to be an accident. So now I don't know. Now I'm... Well, they've got no integrity, but they wouldn't have done it anyway because it would have made everyone angry. Had it ever come out that it was a marketing thing, the outrage would... Like, they're not going to risk that. So, yeah, it's not a marketing thing because the risk is way, way bigger than what they could ever hope to get out of it. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's very likely that it, this was just some marketing thing. I, I think, yeah, I, don't I think either. a and... props master probably lost his job, but other than that, I mean, how did I just, I cannot believe well, he didn't it. have just, a job to begin with. Cause the show's over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It just pissed me off because I went on Twitter and like half of Twitter was complaining about the episode already and then that cup thing happened. So I've been in a bad mood since that happened, quite frankly. Um, I don't know how. I just... I, I can only imagine that if I was involved in You don't know how. Thrones, that happens in almost every movie and this is a... What are we at now? 386 hour movie? So it's going to happen at some point. I mean, that's the human and... That's the nice answer, Josh. That's the that's the very logical way of looking at it. Um, but it's right there in front of her, man. It's right there in front of her. It's right there. It's all right. Yeah. Continuity errors happen all the time. Lord of the Rings was rife with them, and those movies were insanely popular. But the difference is there, I think, with something like the Lord of the Rings, when there's continuity error, people are just like, oh, that's funny, or they overlook it because mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings was received so well by people whereas you consider this new yeah. season of game of thrones where and it's kind of like the sonic yeah. thing actually if you think about it it's like this game this season realistically has not been great i'm not going to say it's been bad or terrible i'm not going to say it's been good or great i'm going to say it's not been the best i'll just say that and with people who are complaining who are let down by what's going on this is again like the cherry on top. Like, oh no, it's a fucking Starbucks cup. Rage. And it's it's just it's the cherry on top for people kind of thing. And yeah, again, like Josh people said with like Sonic, it's a meme. It's a meme. Well, and mm -hmm. you can't and sometimes people you can't even like I was looking at the Rotten Tomato today and the first episode this season had the best rating and there's the worst episode of the season. So like I don't I just don't get people. I mean the, the I think what it is it's the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. It's that's what you're getting. You're getting the torrential down. Like, nothing is going to compete with the last 20 minutes of episode three and probably five, uh, and maybe some of two, but the lows of the coffee cup and the goofy looks as they rode the dragons on one. I mean, it's going to be the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. It's just the way it's probably going to be. It's tied away. For me, the highest of the lows. Still great, though. Who the Sorry. fuck didn't see that coffee cup? Um, I just think it's one of those things that people like to bag on now. It's like the fun thing to be like, don't watch That's it. That's right. It's a meme. Like it. Um, let's see. Uh, I did Stardew Valley versus My Life at Portia. There's not too much to say here. I just wanted people to know that I was crazy because I was enjoying My Life at um, Portia uh, more than Stardew Valley. 
uh, quite a bit more. My sister actually just messaged me during the podcast. She said that the fishing in Stardew Valley is complete dog shit. I threw my controller. And I said, yes, it is. Me and Shelby went through that many, many times. Because um, I'm trying to get her into Stardew Valley because I think she likes farming games. But My Time Portia is one of those games. It's a farming game. We kind of talked about it last week with Rich. I would just say that I've been having fun playing with my wife because, you know, there's the, the you can live your own little fantasy. If I can do my fishing, date the, the girl that works for the church with the big breastuses, I can uh, go on my own little journey. It's It's fun, but I'm already feeling myself pulled away toward Final Fantasy and some other stuff, so I don't know how much. The grind in that game is brutal. The grind to manufacture and build stuff in that game is really, really brutal, but um, it's just a little weirder to me than Stardew Valley, and I like the art style a bit more, so uh, I was kind of enjoying it for about a week. A lighthearted romp. Let's see, but yeah, everyone said it was about 60-40. Came back, I was crazy. Uh, the Machamp saga continues, so don't miss that on our Instagram feed. Um, it's been a lot of fun. People got to vote at the end of this week whether Machamp will break, um, the neck of Conkeldur in the tournament to defy the tur- <laughs> I talked about this last week, to defy the, the trainers and kill another Pokemon to send a signal. Uh, and I went in the votes and Fish voted no. And then I messaged Fish and I was like, what's going on, Fish? And he's like, I don't want Conkeldur to die. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I like Conkledur. He's a cool looking Pokemon. I know what Fish never played Pokemon Black and White. Isn't that a tragedy? I mm. did. I played Black and White too. I never played that <gasps> oh. Black and Black and White though. Did you use Conkledur? Was he in there? Uh yeah, he is in there. Conkledur was a main main feature in Black and White though. He got him like the third or fourth town, I believe. If you knew where to look you could you could catch a Conkledur or the inverse of him, whatever it was. Um, inverse. Yeah, well, you know, there was one version for each conk. game. No. <laughs> it's, yeah, don't catch the little conk. It's, you gotta get a antivirus. You get tested for that. For that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, there was a, each version had a different version, I think. There was like this karate guy who was blue, and I think he was in one version. Uh, uh I don't think. He, huh? Yeah, that's very hazy to me. I don't know the details, yeah, so I can't say I, don't, I used like, to know everything about Pokemon. I've yeah. really failed myself lately. But the people voted yes. <laughs> Conkledur is going to get it next week. And we're kind of working oh. out the origin story. Sorry, Fish. It's 75% okay. said... What chap just snaps his neck. That's a cool picture, too. I like that artwork that is featured on there. Pretty much whatever cool artwork I find helps dictate. That's what I do. I have this stupid story written out, and then I have to dig around Google for images that somewhat match it, and then spend hours editing those pictures. And that's become <laughs> my life now, and it's very sad. So I hope people enjoy it. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, Shay's got to run, so I'm trying to think. Any... We did a, a poll on Patreon, and this you voted. We have special Patreon polls. So now Shay has to stream his favorite game ever. How horrible for him. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm beside myself with rage and sadness that I have to stream this game. Um, you know, it's what you guys wanted, though. So, do it for the fans, I guess. Do it for the fans. So, if you want to see what this shining force is that Shay's always going on and on about, probably be happening. I assume this week. Is that the plan? 
I mean, we're gonna have to come through. If we made a fish, post the podcast. We got to make this happen. So, uh, yeah, and... yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll figure out the exact day, and then I'll get you, the, you guys the deets, and then we can advertise it. But yeah, it'll happen. Now, you know, one of the cool things about the show, you know, we couldn't be more proud of our patrons that make it happen. Um, we, we love them so much, but we also are really fortunate to get the benefit of a sponsor, and that is Sassy D Merch. And it's a great anchor to the show because having this partnership with them has been a lot of fun. You know, if you listen to the show, you know we have a very nice brand of uh, dirty jokes. Let's just say that. Well, off-color humor, if you, if you will. And uh, Sassy D, when we met them, they basically do gag gifts. Um, sassydicks.com is where you can go to find them, and that pretty much says it all right there. It's a phallic theme gag gifts. You can get them on mugs, shirts, you name it. Um, I love to use their Sassy Chew or their Pikachu shaped like a penis because we do a lot of Pokemon stuff on the website, so it's a natural transition from our Pokemon story to, hey, go get somebody in your family a Pikachu penis mug. Hey, you know what? It's Mother's Day. I'm actually think I got a couple of these. Maybe I should get one for my sister. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, and my mom. Make yeah, sure you one for make her. give her the clean one. Clean the blood out of it first. God, there's no blood in it. <laughs> Every week, man. So if you support us, you should just pop it right in your Instagram feed right now. Go boom, at Sassy D Merch, and uh, True. give them a follow. True. And like right now, with all the Game of Thrones stuff going on right now, they have a few Game of Thrones characters like the Bastard and Samuel Tallywack. So perfect, perfect timing if you want a Game of Thrones <laughs> gag gift. True that through that so if you made it this far on the podcast in particular that means you're the hardcore and the the faithful so it would mean a lot to us you go give them a follow um help them make some waves um as they say it's not the size of the wave it's the motion of the see help them make some waves it's uh in the ocean size eh, uh, i don't know well i think Whatever. we found the root of the problem <laughs> Help them make some oceans. Um, let's just do that. Let's let's what's that say? <laughs> let's move mountains. God damn it! And hopefully, go see Detective Pikachu so we can talk about it this this week. It goes for Shay and Fish too. All right, let's get the hell out of here. The RNG is now done. Remember, go to Patreon.com/swordchomp if you want to support our dirty little loot boxes. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Remember, you can also go look for my interview with the composer of Katana Zero. That's right, Ludwig. In the Blood is the name of the podcast. Look for it. It's great. Shay interviews people in the gaming industry like the one and only Greg Kasavin, who is behind Supergiant Games. You should check that out, too. There's a lot of stuff in the Swordchomp family, and hopefully we'll just keep growing. We have a backlog of podcasts. If you're bored, some people say if our show's up a little bit late, they get bored. I'm like, hey, we have hundreds of podcasts. You should go listen to them because they're all great. Even if you're a new listener, there's so many great, like, I put so much time and effort into every show. It just makes me sad to think that those shows now just might be sitting on some abyss somewhere. Um, so go give those shows love in the abyss. That's all that I ask. Abyssal love. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Shade will be gone next week and then return to us the following week. Um, so uh, let's get the hell out of here. I'll just give you more time to blab about other stuff next week. It's been fun. Two and a half hours. Bam, bam, bam. From everyone here at Sword Chomp and the Chompcast, we will see you 
next week.